What up, what up, what up? Y'all know what it is. Y'all know what Sunday mean. Motherfucking Closure is podcast. That's right, y'all. We back at it. Got the Aboriginal with me today. Yo, yo. What up, what up, everybody? And I got Mr. Isaiah Coble. What's going on, everybody? He's going to kick it with us today. He's going to yeah, drop some... Drop some jewels on this on this real estate game, you know what I mean? So that's what we got lined up for y'all today. I want to first start off saying, though, shout out to my homegirl, Shakira Daring, with um, Crafty Concepts. It's her, little, it's her business she do with the, the crafting and things. Anything you need to craft it up, she can hook you up with that. Crafty but Concepts? Ain't that the name of it? I don't know. I'm just asking you. Yeah, Crafty. Th- don't see, cuz now you got me thinking. I'm just asking you. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I was going to ask you. At, at the same time, like, yeah, I think she spelled it do, do, I think she spelled it with a K or some shit like that, don't she? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, I, I want to shout sis out again because I, I forgot the, you know, when I was shouting out everybody that, you know, Contributed or donated to the um, the healthy um, what we did we we just gave out uh fruits and vegetables and oh, shit. Okay, so dope, dope. A lot of a lot of black businesses helped support it and donate it, and she definitely was one. So I want I forgot to shout out sis. That's my rider all all day. So man, you ain't shout out a lot of people on that joint. Everybody, you better shout yeah, out man. everybody. No, you definitely man. You ain't even shout me the fuck out, man. My donation ain't get shouted out, nigga. Nigga, you, I don't gotta shout you out, nigga. See, gang, God, gang, but, nigga. Yeah, you yeah, are, yeah, that's yeah. gang, gang. Y'all, shout out to the Aboriginal. I ain't shout out. Y'all. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm a toot toot on here, y'all. Y'all know I'm an asshole. So, nah, though, shout out to everybody, though, even if he did miss some. It was a lot that did support, though, because it was, Definitely I know, was like, uh, Tasha Stoney, I mean, she supported something. I mean, Definitely. I don't know. Like, people was on the cash app and all that. I don't know how much came through. You know, I don't be on that type of shit. But anything I do go, I mean, they're all just giving back. You know what I mean? Yep, no doubt. Shout so, out to everybody. Shout out to everybody, everybody. Yeah, it, it was a decent event, though. Like, like I said, that, that's the first time I ever did it. So, okay. like, with my podcast, I want to try to, you know, give back to the community with my business. Yo, yeah, most definitely. So, you know what I mean? And like I say, what was dope about it, like I said, the, 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 the amount of people, black businesses that, that all... Kicked in them donations and shit. It, it was a dope. So, uh, and that's what I want to try to show people. Like, we don't need we don't need these politicians and all that, man. We can take care of each other. Oh yeah, just, we just got to step up to the plate and just do it. Like you know what I mean. So, like I said, that was a dope ass event we did. We be ready for the next one next year, y'all. It's gonna be even bigger, of course. You know what I mean. That's but, all it's about support. You know. Making things grow, man. Yeah. I always, I always try to tell people, man, we pyramid builders, man. Don't never make these people make us feel like that's one of the biggest lies I think that's ever told to mankind, man, to make us think like aliens or something built that. You know what I mean, but that's us, man. We pyramid builders, and we could build anything out here, man. Oh man, yeah. Most of everything we did was, you know, hard work, dedication. Mm-hmm. You know, built, you know, brick by brick. There's a lot of people that, you know, think that stuff comes easy, but mm-hmm. that's when you get complacent and you fall into the stigma and, you know, you get complacent. Like, it's no complacency if you want to, like, if you want to be successful in life. Right. You got to work on yourself. You got to go out there and start building things brick by brick. That's why I tell people, like, all the time, like, if, like, when you have your own business or you doing something, like, I applaud you. Right. Because it's, like, a lot of people out here that just taking an easy route and be like, oh, the stimulus check came in. Like, I'm done working. Right, Like, right. no, like, use that 1400 Like, put it in. Like, you can, like, 
like I put it with my kids pretty much. Like I, you know, I like it wasn't like I didn't have it, but I used it for my kids. Like I bought them a bounty house so we don't have to go to Monkey Joe, like uh, like a trampoline so we don't have to right, go to right. Monkey Joe's no more. You know, stuff like that. Right. Or you can take that fourteen hundred and put it into like startup business, like whatever you want to do. Definitely. Like I ain't gonna lie to you. I had a hard time. Like I did a raffle a couple um couple weeks ago for like a property I listed Mm -hmm. Um, and I was like you know what I want to do like own businesses like even local owned businesses don't have to be completely black owned businesses but it was like what I noticed was I reached out to a couple people and it was like hard to get back to or um, just a little bit of that that um delay when it like came you say, to even if you try to make the partnership yeah. like with the business to where it ain't got to be like you said just a sole proprietor yeah, owner like, like a joint but union people gotta it. people gotta have that hustle you right, know because right. if i if i call you like i'm i'm not gonna call you on a saturday but if right. i call you like i expect to call back that's right. all i expect you know mm-hmm. but if you call me on a saturday guess what you're going you're going to get me on a saturday i mean Exactly. Wherever, like, even if I'm busy or something, you're going to get a text from me to let you know, like, hey, I'm going I'm to call you back. Exactly. Like, because that's the biggest thing a lot but a lot of people, a, a lot of these businesses don't have a customer service sometimes. And I'm customer like, listen, service is key. All, it, all, it, all it takes is communication. All you got to do is answer the phone. Even if you don't have what they need right then and there, mm-hmm. just answer the phone. Because that's part of the job that mm-hmm. you're doing. Over, like you said, so, that's you're never off of that job as far as being, like, that customer service yeah. and, and showing a person, like, you're just... It would hear them out or whatever is going on with the business. You yeah. know what I mean? To where if you're taking your time out to where, like you say, give a person a call or reach out to them and you're trying to conduct business with them, show me at least you have a, like a priority to give me a call back to show me yeah. like you have some build, drive and dedication and want to continue on with build this that job. Relation, build that mm-hmm. relationship. That's yeah. all. That's, that's the key about um, businesses starting. Like, Eric here, he called me. He was like, mm-hmm. yo, like, I'm trying to do a podcast. What day can you do? Boom. I'm like, all right, I could do whatever day you want. Right. And then today we were a little, you know, we were a little bit behind, but he reached out to me and let me know, like, hey, like I'm a little bit behind. Like, how's your day? Like, right, right, you know, right. it wasn't like, oh, I'm a little bit behind. Can we just reschedule? It was just right. more that communication. Yeah. And that's all that's all it takes with me. You definitely, know? definitely. It's like dropping your kid off to your your, your mom and be like, oh, well, I'm out. You, I'm out. <laughs> yeah. like, you know, now, you know some people pro- do that. No. Yeah, but your mom gonna have a problem with that. Like, even though she ain't gonna speak up on it, but she'll mm-hmm. have a problem. But like me, I'm Call like, somebody hey, as soon as you left. You know, he didn't drop them off again, ain't say nothing. Yeah. <laughs> you, know, you said something though, not to cut uh, and switch subject a little bit. You yeah. said something that made my mind go somewhere and admit like I, as I got older. I learned to appreciate like a person's work work ethic. You know what yeah. I mean, and like you, said, the thing that you tr- you said that triggered my mind to go here was that, like you said, you respect anybody that has a business and things like that. Mm-hmm. And I also do too because, like you said, the respect that comes with it, and even being able to understand what it took that person to get there of being able to have ownership of whatever business it is, mm-hmm. because it takes a level of understanding that you got to work this job to mm-hmm. even get, get it there. there yeah. yeah, I mean, like, because I was, it's not, like you said, it's not happening overnight of hitting the lottery no, or any not. of that type of shit. Even if it do, like, we know it has some that do yeah. it, but it's not that work ethic that, that you even going to hold on to that real business of being able to understand, like, mm-hmm. the shit we, we, we begin to talk about like, with, like, customer service and things like that. So you have to like when like when you see that ownership and especially with black ownership, yeah. you got to respect that because it took that black person a, like a little bit to get there with it's, that. It's, yeah, it's I mean, a struggle. Not even a little bit, like a it, lot. It's a struggle because you got stereotypes and yeah. stuff like that. And you know, I get stereotypes like um, 
it, it happens, right. you know. So I try to put myself in a situation where I don't get stereotyped. Right. You know, like I don't put my face on my business card. It's not because I don't want to. It's right. because I, if I give you a business card and it says Isaiah Coble, you're going to be like, oh, it's Isaiah Coble. I don't know who he is. Right, but then when right, you talk right. to me, you're like, oh, he sounds like somebody I meet. And then when you come to me, you're like, oh, it was a little bit shocking. But guess See, what? That's the marketing tricks. But the that's, that's, but that's yeah, the way yeah, I yeah, do yeah. things because that's I want to get rid of that stigma, that stigma to basically say, oh, no, like, like it's funny because my mom's like really like really boom straightforward with me mm-hmm. and she and I was like hey I made these business cards how does it look and she was like I was like would you buy from me she was like no right, right and I was right. like my mom wouldn't yeah. buy from me yeah. and she was like it's not because I wouldn't it's because it's just more like I don't have that like it's just that perception that idea like I don't think the customer service is going to be there mm-hmm. you know so that's why I work on my craft as much as possible so we don't have these doubts and stuff like that because that's the biggest thing about this real estate game. It's, um, you know, you want to get rid of that stigma. I don't want to be looked at as, like, slimy, crooked, or anything like that right, right. based off of a picture of me. Right, right. You know? So if I can eliminate that picture and just base it off of, like, your communication with me, your conversation with me, that's mm-hmm. awesome, you know? So then people can come in here and actually have a conversation with me and um, know that, like, hey, he's real. He knows what he's talking about. Mm-hmm. Like, I want to work with this guy. doesn't matter what he looks like. I want to work with this guy because yeah. of this. And like you know? said, a lot of that's about presentation and things mm-hmm. like that. Cause like you said, you can't even go into certain banks and things talking all crazy without, like, especially if, like you said, they seeing that picture of you yeah. up front and things like that. Yeah. They shut your uh, jaw down from the gate yeah. without even looking at your uh, presentation of your business plan and all that. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, so it's, when... When I first started, the first thing I did was um, I looked on my Instagram and I deleted every picture that could be wrong. Pretty much anything that could be looked at wrong. Right, right, right. Like, um, because I get it. Like, you know, being in college, being in high school, I did some things that, you know, a lot of people be like, okay. It was cool then. It was cool then. But now it's like, (laughs) I'm a professional now. I can't have that, you know. The bone picture. Yeah, like, (laughs) you don't want want that up there. I mean... (laughs) I understand, like, I understand it's kind of hard to delete because you see, like, a lot of famous people going through that stuff, too, that people just look at four years back. Five years back. Like, why are you looking five years back of uh, of a tweet or a picture I posted? Which which is, like, kind of crazy, but, you know, you just got to have that, like, when you're coming out and being this person, you got to have that, like, thought in your mind. You know, like, Kevin Hart and all them, they're to the point where they don't care. Like, it's okay. But... I'm but nah, because they even yeah, got like him. Said, they even got him a couple years ago about a tweet he made about his daughter or some. You know what I mean? Like yeah. that should be crazy. But just think about it. What he's saying though, because it's, it's real. Of of it could be in there, even in the real estate game, to where it could be they put you out there doing something like how Paul Pierce was doing. Yeah, you know I mean, and it'd be like that negative picture to where somebody be like, "Oh, I don't want to buy from him no more just because yeah. of that." He out partying or like he enjoying himself. That's, yeah. that's all it takes. So I don't. You know, like, I just, it's one of those, basically, like, cold switching is for real. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I believe it 100%. It's like, real, because it's... It's, it's... And I wouldn't say it's, like, you being fake. It's just you knowing your audience. Uh-huh. You know? Like, I know my audience. Like, when I'm with my homies and my friends, like, you get 
you get me this way. Like, Definitely. laid back, chill, relax, you know. I don't have to be, like, I'm not stunting on nobody or anything like that. Like, listen, I came here in some Crocs. Like, right. I'm yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? That's the part of where I always say it's about the product you're pushing. Yeah. Where, like you said, if you're really selling to your people, sell that picture to your people or whatever it is. But if it's something else to where, like you said, you have to get in a different lane to be multicultural with different people, you got to paint a different picture to work like you said you got to be able to you got to know how to switch that on and off yeah, you know what i mean you know? as far as being professional and then being still professional in your own lane but it's like a product as far like you ain't gonna paint you ain't gonna be able to sell as like how i say the red black and green flag to a whole bunch of white people you yeah. feel what i'm saying yeah but if that's your product you'll be able to sell that to your black people yeah but even when like you know it comes to like the real estate things like that it's even like trying to get into a commercial real estate game. You know what I mean? You're not going to be selling commercial properties to a whole bunch of black people. It just is what it is. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's a, a lane with knowing that even when it comes to like with dealing with banks and them. Mm -hmm. Not saying that it's not like black people into the uh, commercial property and things like that because you know it is. But it's just as far as like doing business up in them joints. Even with having restaurants up in them type of joints and things like that. Like it's hard to... Like it's, even like you said, beginning to reach out with it's, it's people all with it's all, all that type of stuff about, is crazy. It's all about relationships. Yeah, you know? that's that's the key about all you know, business. All yeah. business. It, yeah. it, it's, it's about relationships. So I try to keep a relationship with everybody. It doesn't matter who they are. You yeah. know, like but when I do that, it's just because you know I want to see myself move forward in my business. That's right. my goal is to move forward as fast. You know, not as fast as possible, but just built on relationships only you know mm -hmm. because once i start taking that out and just start thinking about it as being a check that's when i lose myself yeah. right. you know because it's not about a check when you know you're selling somebody's like the most important thing they need in the life. most important thing that they need in life it's yeah. about your relationship with them because you know i'll get some calls where it's like 10 o'clock at night like hey yo my pipe busted like mm -hmm. isaac how like like after you even, didn't sold them yeah, now. I don't even know how to do. Like, I'm like, what do you want me to do? Right. But then it's not that, like, I get, like, like, I'm trying to be that, like, rock. I'm trying to be that calm in the storm. So it's like, okay, sounds good. Like, how about this? I'll have my contractor come over there tomorrow morning. Is it a bad leak or is it this? Right. Like, because they're, they're going to look out for me, like your cousin. Like, they're going to look out for me for people that might have the hookup for them or yeah, might yeah. be able to do it. At a more affordable price, you know? And that's that part of that uh, real estate game. Where, like you said, you got to know multi-contractors because it's all that types network of plumbing. You got to know a plumber. Like, you got to know the carpenter. You got yeah. to know the electrician. You got to know all them like, different contractors. Yeah. yeah. Like, um, for the one house I just listed, it was more, um, like, her house needed to be painted. You know, things needed to be done. And I was mm -hmm. like, okay, sounds good. So... My father's a major electrician. I could have had him out there change the lights, but he taught me how to do it. So I was like, you know what? I got a free Saturday. I'll go change your light bulb. You know, change right. your uh, fixtures. I'll do that for free. For free. And it's about that relationship that I did. But now she, you know, she was like, okay, well, what we're going to list it for? I was like, we're going to list it for this. And she was like, well, we can't get that. We got it. Plus more. You know, and it's all because she trusted me on that relationship that I had. With Is her. that with the realtor gang? Like yeah, real estate. The, yeah, selling. And it wasn't like... I'm talking about like as far as the... Because uh, I know that's a... This is probably a different aspect of it too. I ain't yeah. sure or not prior to... Uh, like when they appraise the cribs and all that. They appraise it for more when you put more into it. Right, you know? right, right. It's right. because it's aesthetically pleasing. Mm -hmm. You know? And that's what I tell people about like with the appraisal game. Like, I'm not an appraiser. I can't appraise your property. 
but I can put it in place to where I'd be like, okay, I know it's going to appraise for what we're going to need to appraise for. We just got to do these certain things because if we don't do certain things, they're going to come in there and second guess things because most people, when they purchase a house, they know if they're going to purchase it eight seconds within being in the door. Right. Eight seconds. That's all it takes. So when I, I focus on, I focus on selling and buying in this market right now, I'm pretty much more into selling or listing properties than helping a buyer right now. Right. And it's not because I'm saying like, you know, buyers are not where it's at. It is, but it's harder for a buyer to buy a house right now because of the market being a seller's market. It's way more, it's less supply, but it's a high demand right now. What made you get into real estate? How did you get the knowledge, bro? That's what I was about to go. Yeah. Um, so it was like my uncle. Um, y'all, y'all heard the song. Um, y'all probably heard the song. Uh, Rod Wade, where he's like, I bring my struggles on my, uh, on my success on my struggles and my uncles. And like, you know, that little phrase right there. Mm-hmm. That's pretty much what it was. Like, it was more like I wanted to be somewhere, but. I didn't know how to get there, so I started watching my uncles and how they were moving and stuff like that. And my uncle, he has like maybe like a, he has a lot of properties. He just bought like a hotel in like Cuba somewhere, mm-hmm. well, Colombia. Like he, like he, yeah, he's doing his, thing. Thing. he's doing his thing. Yeah. He's doing his thing. And then I got other uncles who like owns a food truck, and um, he left his he left his main job, retired early, and was like, you know what, I'm gonna do a food truck. Nobody had faith in him, but now he's like killing it to where he's, he's about to buy another food truck so basically you got taught a lot about ownership at a young age or you was looking for or just watching yeah by just blood. saying it yeah i would say i would say it was more of it was more my attitude in watching it too because everybody knows when you were younger and you was like yo like let's go shovel snow or whatever mm-hmm. like the one time i shoveled snow i made like 200 mm-hmm. and i'm like little like thinking like yo you used to take me out and shovel i don't even remember getting my cut yeah. <laughs> but 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 then you, but then it was like it was like this is what it takes to 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 you know i don't think i want to work for nobody right. you know because right. i work for a lot of people like it's not like i just like, okay, I'm going to just do real estate and, like, not work. No, I worked at Finish Line when I was younger. Mm-hmm. Um, I liked it. It was okay. But I knew it wasn't, you know, I knew I did not like waking that up. That wasn't the finish line. Yeah, <laughs> that wasn't the finish line, you know. But you got you get some people that's complacent, like, yo, this is my job. Like, I, I don't have, no, I don't I have no hate with yeah. that because if you love something, you do. Al that's Bundy, you Al do. Bundy, love them motherfucking shoes. Like, I ain't going to hate, you know. And some niggas are sneakerheads where they do love the, you know, the sneakers just to have that, you know, just to be around sneakers and shit. I'd be around people and I'm like, yo, you know. I got friends, and I'm like, yo, you just bought these shoes. And me, I'm always business mindset. I'm like, okay, well, you just bought these shoes. They could be, like, crazy Jordans. I'm like, okay, how much do they go for? And he's like, why are you asking me that? I'm like, bro, like, See, listen to this. Like, if we sell them, like, you bought them for 200 Let's sell them for 400 Then you go buy two pairs. Now you get one for yourself, and you keep selling the other. Right, right, To the right. point where you start getting, you know, start buying three pairs. Right, right, and he's right. like, that sounds too hard. I'm like, bro. I was like, I would do it for you, right. but... I don't have time, but mm-hmm. it's just those business, those things make drive me to like want to succeed because I'm like, I can see the money and how it's easy, you know, like, um, don't get me wrong. I like, I have, you know, people in my life who, you know, 
making money the, the, the illegal way, which is okay. Right. But still a I business. seen it's still a business. But I seen the the risk to it. But I'm saying if you're gonna risk that and you're going to put your life on the line and you know time because time is the most important thing that you can have in this world is time, you know. And if you're gonna spend your time in a jail cell or or you know spend your time doing this, you gotta have an out. You gotta you got, have an out strategy. Not only do you gotta have an out, but also at the same time, cause like I, I come from that. You know what I mean? Yeah. That we're like I come from that world. We gotta be honest about what we doing. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Even though, like you said, we trying to find that out from making that money and things like that. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, we selling poison. You know yeah. what I mean? The where it's like. Especially to the degree that we're like, we end up doing this job for these people. You know what I mean? Because they're the ones putting these drugs into this community and things like that. We don't own none of these fields. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? So it's like, that's the part of that accountability of where I be like, we got to find different ways to make that money. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Even when it's time that, like you said, find that out. We got to find different ways of using our minds mm-hmm. to make that money. Because that, that money is, even though it's fast and it's coming like that, it's not going to last. That's just getting us snatched the fuck up. Hours. And that's, and, and that's the, the 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 root of it. You yeah, know? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel the, as though me getting into real estate and why I got into it was more because I didn't want to take that route and I wanted to figure out how to make money legally. Like when I was in college, I was doing tattoos. So what you you go to school for? I went to school for business administration. And it's no jobs in business, okay? Like it's no jobs, like I'm not gonna lie to you, it's no jobs in business administration. And me being in college, they don't teach. They're not going to teach you how to start your like. Own business. They're business. not going to teach you how to start yeah. your own business, and they're not going to teach you how to make money. Right. They're going to teach you how to come work for this business. Pretty much, school. That's what accounting is and all that. To get you know my books. <laughs> just one. Of, it's just one of those things that like people don't understand. Like, um, like my brother, he went to school in LaSalle, and he went for financials, but he so, put himself in a situation. Where'd you say you went? I went to Thaddeus Stevens. Oh, Thaddeus Stevens. Yeah, which is a, you know, which is a associate college but Mm -hmm. but i didn't see myself being in school for a long time you know i don't like i felt like that was wasting my time i felt like i wanted to you know i ain't gonna lie to you i like money so i wanted to speed it up you know like i'm not saying i like money to the point where it's gonna like control you yeah control me it's just like i want to i see myself being better than my parents you know and that's what they wanted in me I mean, how sweet you had in college? Cause y'all heard I, you say the tattoos. I did. Shit. I did tattoos. Um, and and that was pretty much it. Like oh, I that? did, like I did tattoos. Like I was making tattoos. Actually, paid off my school loans, but I wasn't using the money to like, <laughs> like I wasn't using the money to like, to like make myself better. Like I was wearing Vans and mm-hmm. like I would wear, I wear the same like same sweatsuit. Four days in a row, as long as I change my drawers. I got a big one question. weekend, one outfit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, like it's crazy because I know a lot of people got to go through college and they be having a hustle. Where you got to find another hustle in yeah. there as far as like living and shit. College will teach you that because, too. College will teach you that real, especially if mommy and daddy ain't sending you no paper. Yeah, and it's not. It's not like that. That wasn't happening. It's just like I felt uncomfortable for my mom working two jobs. Right, right, and, right. You know. And my dad, like, you know, they weren't together, so he had his own family. I was on my Jamie Winston. I learned how to steal up on that motherfucker. <laughs> Going on the drunk night, hit that sheets. 
Did you uh, enjoy the fraternity <laughs> up there? Yeah, I did. Yeah, it's a small one, Tech Phi Tech, which is awesome to like. You know, it gives because Thaddeus Stevens is pretty much everybody hands on. So that's how I know a lot a lot of contractors. Mm-hmm. Like, so I feel like real estate. I was kind of pushed into the position of it because of all my already knowledge that I already had. Like being in Thaddeus, being the Thaddeus Stevens, like learning from you know the teachers because. Um, and learning that all these fields make how much, you know, mm-hmm. figuring out that more, like a lot of people don't understand that you don't have to go to college to learn something off the book. You don't have to go to college to be a doctor. Right. You right, know, right. like if you hands on, go to college to be hands on. Right. Like it's a lot of carpenters out there making, you know, three, six figures. You know, like you said, it's better in trade school sometimes yeah. than taking that whole four year degree type, you know what I mean? You know, it's a lot of electricians. Like, like my dad's a, a major electrician, like killing mm-hmm. it, you know, to the point where he don't even have to work his, his regular day job if he didn't want to. But he put people in, like, he's doing what I'm doing. He put mm-hmm. people in systems, you know, so when he's at work at his regular day job, he got, you know, Bob over here working yeah, at, working on the small ones, you yeah, know, changing yeah. out a light bulb, changing yeah, out a receptacle, yeah. things like that. You know, putting yourself in situations like, like it's a lot of people hustling out there and I get it that, you know, you be like, oh, I don't have like a figure like that. You gotta, if you don't have that figure, sometimes you gotta create that figure too. Like you gotta go out there and reinvest in yourself. Like that's the biggest thing. Um, and I learned, and you know, I learned that in college too, because I met a millionaire who mm-hmm. didn't look like a millionaire. Right, right. Like right. he was driving a like old Chevy F, like oh, no, sorry, old Ford F one fifty, and like hubcaps rusted out at the bottom. And I'm like, yo, like what's going on? And he was like, yo, like this is what I do. I do stocks. I do this. Right. And I found that person that I wanted to talk to, that person that I wanted to learn from. So it was pretty much like. I learned a little bit from him by just hanging around him, and all I did you was buy coffee. Cr- all I did was buy coffee. Either one of y'all, offer, but the crazy thing about business, the like you said, how you can meet somebody that that is a millionaire, but you you just be like, how did they do it? Mm-hmm. It's because you can sell anything out here and make money off of it. Could yeah. be like a pencil, and you could be the king of pencils out here. You be like, how the fuck this motherfucker done made a million dollars off of selling pencils? You know what I mean? But. Mm-hmm. Everything's a product out here. Yeah, you know I mean, and it's just it. about finding it yeah. and pitching it. And like you said, being able to even have that communication and the relationships with other doing it, because it's like if when you see somebody, you'd be like, "How the hell did they come up with that business idea?" And it'd be the craziest thing, like toilet paper. You'd be like, How the hell did somebody find, come? Up? You gotta find your niche. And it's just like anything, and, and you gotta find your niche. That's like, it. You know. Um, just having that opening to like listen to every idea and not discrediting it. Like I feel as though my optimism is one of my biggest strengths mm-hmm. because I believe like if you came to me and say, "Hey Isaiah, I can show you how to make a hundred dollars," I'll be like, "Okay, how you do it?" Mm-hmm. You know, I'm gonna ask you how you do it. You be like, "Oh, we're gonna sell books." I'm like, "Hmm, all right. How many books are we selling?" You know, right. like. How much time do I got to put into the this? The business part yeah, of it. The work, that's, but that's the part, though, where I missed my whole point even bringing up what I was bringing up, to where if you know the business side of it, yeah. it don't even matter what the uh, hell you selling. Yeah, you know I mean? No. The word, like you said, even with college, the word, they ain't going to teach you just business. The word, if you just know how to sell mm-hmm. or, and, like, not be the consumer all the damn time, yeah. it doesn't matter what the hell the product is because you just be able to pitch it. You feel what yeah. I'm saying? And, and it's... One of those things, because, 
like I said, I met this millionaire. I didn't know he was a millionaire. Okay? Right. And I'm learning these things, but I still didn't. I still didn't do it though. It was like I'm being taught all this stuff. Like I got all the tools to succeed, but I'm not using them. So it took me working at Amazon. Don't get me wrong. I used to like Amazon, but it was whew, it was <laughs> work. Like I didn't know it was some work until you go through peak season. You're like, man, that's some work. And right. I went. I had a okay. So I'm, I have my degree. Mm-hmm. All right. I have experience uh, at finish line working. I have experience um, internships, doing um, doing. Like business, like pretty much, I had an internship around my field. Right. Okay. And I, it was Amazon, and I was like, you know what? I'm tired of doing the physical stuff. I want to be like an administrator, which is the next tier up from working in like you know basic line, mm-hmm. you know basic where warehouse worker. I went for the job, and um, it was another couple applicants that went for the job as well. It was three openings. Mm-hmm. Okay. The other two were qualified people. I understood, like you know, they went to college. This is what they do. Like they're in a situation right now where they you know, need this job. Uh-huh. Okay. Um, the last one was not. So a stripper got the job over me was overqualified, right, which right, I don't, right. don't get me wrong. I don't have a problem with stripping. Yeah. You know, right, that's, right, that's right. your job. That's your profession. I'm all for it. Definitely. But when you get a job over me for me having business administration and like the background for it, definitely, and you definitely. only and like, you know, and, I'm a relationship person, so I'm asking like, questions that I shouldn't be asking. Like, for him, kind of. like, nah, nah, this no, is the question. Watch this. What color was she? The, the, don't worry about that. I know. <laughs> but yeah, that was but, the real, real question. Though. But you only having your GED, mm-hmm. I feel as though I felt belittled. Like right, I was like, right, why right. is the point of me going to college? You know, right, what right, was the right. point? And that's when I was like, I need to like change my life, bro. I'm gonna like, tell you what that is. For, Don't want I can't to. work for nobody because that makes me mad. Like because if you came up to me yeah. and you showed me that you have all the capability of running your own job, I'm gonna give it to you. Right. I'm like, all right, here. You know, like you got all the capability of being a manager. Why won't I put you in a management position? Yeah, double D's, bro. Nigga. I'm gonna tell yeah, you what it is with these D's. companies, and it's some real shit. Once you see this shit in business, like it's mm-hmm. real, and this is I ain't like it's not a uh, it is. It's a race issue at them jobs. You know what I mean? Because they, you could be qualified for the job. To where, like he said, I'm talking about all the way qualified and applying for them jobs and things like that. But they set it in place to where they got like affirmative action to where you have to uh, apply it in paperwork form and things like that. Yeah. But it'd be like, because within the corporate world, like with, with just like the uh, quote unquote, what they call it, white privilege. Cause you're all like they damn near look for managers and things like that to run their corporations. You know what I mean? And it's 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 almost like that marketing thing you was bringing up earlier of, of like not putting our face on things like that, even when it comes to like applications. You know what I mean? Cause it gets deep. Cause the where they were, oh, they know you qualify for this job. Cause yeah, to be a manager for their corporation and things like that, but they will give it to. The white privilege face, you know what I mean? And it's not even like make that a. Uh, ain't it's, no myth. It it's, ain't, it's, it's it ain't, but it's deep. But this is why our ownership is so important. That we're like, you even were saying that we're like, because if I know you can run my company, why wouldn't I give you the job? It, yeah. It's like. But, but then I also feel as though, you know, we got to try harder. And I feel as though, like, if I give you the job, I feel, I would want you to be like, all right, I'm gonna do this job, but you gotta be clean, like you gotta Definitely. try, you gotta, you gotta represent try. my company. Yeah, you gotta try. Big. You can't, you know, like, 
if it takes you going to the barber every weekend, bro, you got to go to the barber Definitely. every weekend, you know? Like, you got to be presentable at all times. Like, you know, like, I dress up. Like, I like when we was on lockdown, I was still dressing up in a suit to work at my house. Right, right, You right. know? And it wasn't because I, like, I couldn't wear sweatpants. I wanted to, but it was more like I got to feel, like, confident. And that's the only way I feel confident. Yeah, and that's it's, part of them job qualifications, though, where, like you said, if you coming up in my company, you got to represent my company how yeah. I'm going to represent my company. Or you ain't qualified to represent my yeah, company. Like, Sorry, brother, however that go. But like you said, that's the part of, like you said, being professional and all that. Try, word, like, you got to try harder. You got like, to break even that you, Even if you're comfortable in your own establishment, like yeah. wearing shorts and t-shirts and stuff like that, that depends on your market. But I feel as though you got to be presentable. Right, right, You know, if right. I had a car dealership, let's say I had a car dealership, all right, mm-hmm. and I was showing up in shirts and t-shirts, mm-hmm. like, yeah, I'm going to get all of the people from the hood, right, you know? Right, right, right. Because I... You know, the people who got some sense ain't going to trust me. Definitely. You know? Definitely. Because Man, sure. McDonald's is even making these niggas get butt faces and things like but, that. I mean, I wouldn't, say, I wouldn't say shave my beard. Yeah. Like, I'm just saying, like, much, like get, you know, get a line up, make, make me look good. Bro, you know? these niggas done shave their mustaches yeah. from McDonald's. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> these niggas is doing it. So, like you say, if you got to nah, but on some, if you got to dress up for the job, though, you got to be presentable. Yeah. You can't make my company look bad. And a lot of people think that. Even when it comes to like black uh, ownership and things like that, that I just got to hire you just because you my folks have been. I'm going to hire you and I'm going to let you bring my company down and you're no. bringing like bad business. Like you say, you're you're the contractor that's coming around cussing at me and all that. And we're not nah, because you can't all, come in here all, like that. Yeah, it's all mean? about the relationship that you have. Yeah. Man, you know, let um, me let me. I'm sorry. No, you good. Yeah, but let me ask that. you about. um. Real estate, as far as with that federal building now being built. Ooh. Okay. You want to get to yeah, yeah. Okay. He hit it low okay. now. <laughs> All right. So, um, as far as the federal building being being built, we can see the change in the atmosphere right. in the uptown area, yeah. pretty much. You know, um, I'm going to tell you this. As soon as they put a Starbucks out there, it's over. It's over. It's I over. Told, I'm telling them they're going to make uptown white again, cuz. I mean, it used to be. You know, I mean, but... I'm not saying that's a bad thing, but us as a people, we have to start investing in in our areas, you know, and we have to start, we we have to start holding our own neighborhood people accountable, you know, you know, keep your houses in good condition, you know, be able to help your neighbor if you, you know, if they, if their grass need to be cut, you know, Hmm. have that access to, to help our community. That's our biggest thing. Because with this federal house being built, like if you own a property down there, I will keep it and hold it, hold it while I sell it, you know? Like because said, we're like actually setting up the infrastructure to now bring lawyers into the area. In Midtown, it's getting to the point where it's almost 200000 for a basic house. Yeah. And I'm talking about a house that's probably like 1,100 square feet. Just because it's in Midtown, you know? And it's easy for them to walk to 2nd Street or walk to, you know, their job and ride their bike on Front Street. You know? Yeah, it's happening. I see mm-hmm. it. Yeah, the, the, the invest... The, the investment is getting there to where, like, I even purchased a property up there. And, and, and I feel as though, like, in a couple of years, that's going to be worth some money. And I'm okay with it. They put a distillery down there. You don't put distilleries in the hood. Mm-mm. You know, you do that because you are, you know something that nobody else knows. <laughs> right, You right. know? Yeah, that's, that's something like that. And that's crazy. Yeah. 
that uh, I'll be trying to tell everybody, man, though, that, that you, if you can get a crab up there, you better grab it while you can in that uptown area. Cause mm-hmm. Like you say, and like you say, you got it. Number just chill on it. It's mm-hmm. yeah, you, don't, you know what I mean? So so people will make the excuse, uh, I have money to fix it up. You could buy it and slowly just you slowly know, take like, your time with it. Yeah. But it's an investment because at the end of the day, you're going to get that bread. Because ownership's important up there right yeah. now, but we in trouble as a people. Because <laughs> right now, because cause once these white people come in your neighborhood, because, and put like a Starbucks or something up in your neighborhood, because. Yeah, I heard it. That's just like, yeah, because they're coming in there spending three, that four dollars, because on coffee every day. So it's like, the even when it comes to like jobs being in your neighborhood and things like that, because they're coming into the neighborhood most likely working. Copping that Starbucks every day, you know what I mean, and taking that money back to their neighborhood, cuz, cuz they're not even really living within the city and things like that. And that federal building is about to be major jobs for these people, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? And this, it's like regentrification, cuz, and they're gonna try, like, they're gonna like play you, push out up there, cuz, you know what I mean? Because uh, they're gonna try to get close home to their jobs and things like that, the word. They're gonna to try to put stores around them, Jones. All they're that. Be biking today, biking yeah. today. Work. They want to. Yeah. You know, they want that. They want that sense of like, okay, I can ride my bike to home, or I can go eat at home and stuff like that. Like, cause they want what we should be wanting in our neighborhoods. The same, uh, how clean their neighborhoods be when right. they, when when they go out when we ride out the uh, camp hill and all that, and it be mad clean in their neighborhoods. They want the same thing in Harrisburg now. You know what I mean? They want to come into Harrisburg now, get them all them jobs within the city, clean up every all the, uh, quote-unquote, everybody who ain't working along with the system and all that. And especially if you ain't got no ownership, you about to get pushed up out of here because they ain't playing. Harrisburg is about to be something totally different, man, and they ain't playing. Uptown ain't never been like this coming up. I'm talking about that. I came up in the 80s. Mm-hmm. Sixth Street ain't never been like this, bro. I'm mm-hmm. talking about the world where you ride down Sixth Street and you don't see nobody outside, and there's no <laughs> black ownership on this on this street no more. It used to, that's the one thing about Harrisburg history that we're not even being taught right now. Mm-hmm. The because everything up there used to be black owned. Yeah, I mean, even when it come to like the Jackson Hotel, mm-hmm. uh, the barbecue place that used all to be there. that, yeah. yeah, yo, and it's like. They pushing everything out. So if we're not buying something up there, and like you said, even if we're just sitting on it, but it's the part of making them businesses in and, there and that's And I feel as though other. that's that's a part of being uh, je- jealousy is a yes. big rule in our community as well because we're not out here, you know, we don't want to share, you know, we don't want to share with nobody, nah, which I see a lot of people fail because of that. Mm-hmm. Like my whole thing is about like, if you want to jump in real estate, I'm okay with it. I'm gonna tell you what I did. I'm gonna tell you what I, you know, right. you know what I didn't. But it's not built for everybody, right? Right. You know, right. it's gonna take the hustle, right? You know, like I don't mind sharing everything with you. I don't. So in the real care. estate game too, like I said, so besides your uncle, like, mm-hmm. did you have other people that was in the game that you know what I mean? Help guided you or whatever advice you might have needed or. Did you strictly stick to you to defend for real? I pretty much. I pretty much everything I did and everything I learned, um, I asked a couple questions, you know, just to see how it was done. But it was more like I read every like just every book, every book I could pretty much get my hands on. 
um, like while I was at Amazon um, and working, I was working night shift, like in between, like, you know, I'll go eat lunch and stuff like that, but I have an audio book or something like that I'm looking at while I'm in the car or, while I'm, you know, as you can learn. learn as much as I possibly can because that's the thing that people don't understand. The tools are out there for you. You just got to get them and work. you got to do you gotta them. Work you got to work them. Yeah. You know, that's your biggest investment, you know, is yourself. So, yeah. like, I try to read. Like, right now, um, I'm trying to learn Spanish. And it's not because I, you know, I feel as though I'm a, like, I wouldn't even say it's not because I, I feel as though I need to do it for business. It's because I feel like I just need to know it. Definitely. You know, like, I want to know it, you know. It's because it's a plus right now, and it's and, and it's something that like okay. Lonzo told Jake that shit to get you killed out there. You learn that shit. Yeah, <laughs> it's real. Yeah, that's but that's one of those good. things. Like I, you know, the biggest thing that we have is our like our smallest asset is our like that, and our smallest thing that we can put so much stuff into is our brain. And I try to learn as much as I possibly can, you know, because that's the key for me to keep being successful is because I'm learning from other people. Like, you know, like, I don't have my dad, like, even though he has a, a business, he's not coming to me to, like, show me his business. Right. You know, he's not, like, if I asked him, yeah, he'll help me. Right. He'll show right. me it. But he ain't going to do it willingly. And we got a lot of people out here that's, like, I, I won't even say willingly. He wouldn't just do it just to do it, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, I have to call him. I have to be doing something for him to, like, teach me. Like, he's teaching me small things. Mm-hmm. But me as a father... I'm teaching my son everything I know. Like, I'm teaching him everything I know. Because that's how we build that wealth. Like, we got a lot of people out here that, you know, all they see is their mom or their dad just working a regular job and they never build on themselves. Mm -hmm. So, you learn from that mistake that they're not building on themselves and you build on yourself. Is that part of that homeschool that you doing? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, no, they go to a regular public school. I feel you on that, but like you said, when you're saying when you I was, every, uh, you like your child, everything, you know, like you said, this is part of the shit yeah. you teach. And yeah, like I don't speak to them, like I don't speak like down to my kids or anything like that. I speak to them like regular, like regular kid, like regular per- person. Right. Like, you right, know, right. Like I use big words, like I don't use big words on them or around them or anything like that. All crazy, but but I speak to them like you know, like how I would speak to you or anybody else. I just be very direct with them. I don't like sugarcoat anything, right? Because I want them to know that listen, like the world ain't sugar, you know, mm-hmm. sugar plums and fairies out here. You gotta be, you know, you gotta be ready for it and be and, hands on and be hands, hands on. on. So I'm teaching you, you know, yes. like I wish. I wish my family taught me as much about credit that I know now. Right. You know? And the thing about it, once I start learning about credit and learning about, like, finances and stuff like that, my family don't even have it put together. Yeah. You know? You know what I'm saying? You start to notice. You're like, wow, they don't even have it put together. So how was I supposed to learn? So now it's my job to teach my My kids everything that I possibly know. Even though I feel like they ain't going to know it or any ain't going to learn it, I teach it to them. Like, like the biggest, the the biggest asset, like my cousins or whatever, they just graduated, you know? And, and I was so happy about it. Graduating high school. I was like, yo, what you want to do? I was like, did you ever do paintballing or anything like that? And they was like, no, I've never been paintball. I was like, yo, let's go. And they was like, what you, what you going to take me out? I'm like, yeah, I'm just going to show you like a little bit, 
you know, better side of life, you know. Right, right. And then, in your face. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. And, but then when, but then our car ride home, I taught them everything that they, you know, they wanted to know. They was like, oh, I want to work or I want to do that. I'm like, okay, that sounds good. So what you want to do after you make, you reach that goal? What's your next goal? And they was like, well, I never really, you know, thought about setting a goal. I'm like, well, you got to set a goal. What's your goal for yourself? You feel like you want to work? You want to work? You just brought that up. What's some goals you set for yourself with the real estate game? So, for myself with, with real estate, I set the goal as in, um, I don't want to be like, I wouldn't say I want to be the top agent in the world. I just right. pretty much want to be a good agent. Like, you know, I want to be able to help my client through the whole home buying process without them stressing about it and without them second guess, guessing if they should buy a house or not. Like, I want to be relationship based. Am I looking to expand my business? Yes, most definitely. You know, um, but I feel as though in my relationships, that's where I'm going to get my business from. Um, as far as goal with like transactions, I always have a transaction goal. You know, I always have a goal where you I want X to X a month. Yeah, like no. you know, like two to three. Like I want to do two to three sales a month. Is that hard? Yes, because the average agent only sells one per month, which is only twelve deals. And the bait and what you can get minimum on that is fifteen hundred, and that's an average agent, right. you know. So I like to be in that other top tier over average, but I want to still be comfortable where I'm not spending so much in my business where I don't have time for my family or anything like that, right, right, right. you know. So that's my goal is to basically systemize what I do every year, like every pretty much after every transaction i'm systemizing it to see okay what can i have done better what can i have done differently to make my job a little bit easier so i can focus on my clients and like you said even be able to network within them circles to find mm -hmm. like the even home or buyers because everybody yeah. like you said is you're gonna have a like a presentation to even be able to get into these circles like it's not gonna be talking to the average person about yeah. buying a home you feel yeah what I'm saying? but but that's the thing. It's it's a you should be able to talk to an average person about should be. You know? yeah, you should be. Um, but another goal for me, as far as like a long term goal, I want to be done with pretty much. I want to be done with working hard by the time I'm forty. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm about to be thirty this year, so I got ten more years to be done with work. Like we're working hard, and I'm not talking to a sense of, you know, of a sense of like I'm putting like eight like. 12 hours into my day or anything like that but working hard to a sense where like if I want to work I want to work right. you know mm -hmm. if if I want to spend like I want to only work with people based off of the relationship I want to be able to pick and choose like at the beginning of my career when I started real estate it was more like anybody that came to me I would work with them mm -hmm. but now I'm like anybody that comes to me I don't want to work with because because it can be some of those relationships are toxic. Right. And I don't like working with, with, with toxic people. Right, right. You know, because right. that brings me down. Right. And then I'm giving less to, I'm giving less to you or, exactly. you know, or exactly. another client. Exactly. So, like, I want to be to that point in my career where, like, I'm doing real estate because I want to own rentals. I want to own multiple. Where I'm doing real estate and I'm like, okay, I'm still getting a check. So now I'm like, okay, if Eric comes to me like, yo, I want to buy a house, I'll work with him. Right. But if Joe Smoke comes to me like, hey, you know, I seen your name on Facebook. I'm like, okay, sounds good. Like, I'm gonna vet him a little <laughs> yeah. bit. I'm gonna vet him a little bit more because I want to make sure me and his relationship matches. Mm -hmm. You know, because I'm like, okay, I, I know Eric. I know that we got this. 
we got this energy. We we can feel this, you know. So I know where his mindset is, you know. Mm-hmm. And then you got some people who just want to like boss you around and, and do that. Like if I wanted to be bossed around, mm-hmm. I would have kept a regular job. Stayed at Amazon. Yeah, I would have stayed at Amazon. <laughs> you know. Um. So that's like one of my biggest goals is pretty much get to the point where I'm comfortable. Like I don't need to be a millionaire or anything like that. I just want to be to the point where I'm comfortable, where I can provide for my kids, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. and be able to do whatever and whatever I want, you know. Let me ask you this. How, how uh, important do you think credit is? Credit is super important. Yeah. <laughs> credit, yeah. I say credit is probably, it, it's, it's, it's more important than a lot of people think it is. Right, right, right. You know, um, because... Do credit need the opportunity or is opportunity credit? I would say credit leads to opportunity. Okay. Um, because if you think about it, if you got like an 800 credit score and you go for a loan, you'll get like the best interest rate. So you, and then they also give you a lot of perks because you're not putting down as much money, mm-hmm. you know, because you got this super good interest rate. So then your monthly payment will be cheaper than a lot of other people's monthly payments. So a monthly payment for you to purchase a $200,000 house will probably be around 1100 and for somebody else, it might be around 1500 because they got all this interest. Right. You know? Right. Or they're paying this extra. So credit is huge. Definitely. And um, I say you should probably start building your kids' credit or your credit. Um, should have start been, You should actually start building on it by the time you're 15. Right, right, right. That's I'm deep. Ser- I'm, yeah, I'm serious. Because like you said, that shows how much, like you said, our parents and them might... <laughs> Some of them might got a cable bill in their mail. Yeah. And I, I, met, I met a lot of people like <laughs> yeah. that. And the, the thing about that credit, uh. the credit being in your, you know, um, doing it when you're 15 is because now you're in front of the eight ball when you, you know, you don't have to ask your 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 uh your mother mm-hmm. to um be a co-signer on you on a car. Mm-hmm. Or you don't have to ask them to be a co-signer on you on like a house or anything like that. Like you're mm-hmm. five steps in front of the game, you know? Mm-hmm. You're five steps in front of everybody. Because now you're building your credit, so when you're ready to get approved for a loan or you need, like, you know, your school loans to be paid off, you can go get a loan from the bank and use it use it appropriately, right. you know? Um, so credit is super important. I, I will say, like, a, that should be taught to everybody. Like, Do it work differently as far as, like, with business credit? Like, as far as, uh, like, you, getting into commercial properties? Yeah, and business like credit that. is definitely different because you got to have your business. And you gotta, they got to see money coming in and, and going it gotta out. Be right. worth it it got to be worth it. So you know? even when, like you said, like, if you just starting out, they might not give you that. No, credit. not as far as business credit. Yeah. But personal credit is, your, is, your, is the biggest thing. Like, if I would have known what I know when I was 15, I would have probably, like, I had left college with maybe like an 850 credit score, top credit score, you right. know? Right. Like, and you got some parents that teach it. Like, my uncle taught it to his daughter, and she got like a, she has like an 823 right now. Right. You know? Which is awesome That's for her really, being 21. Oh, hell 823. Yeah. She playing with them cars right now. I you know she's Yeah, yeah. So, like, that's amazing. And I, and I feel like that's a duty of a parent to basically teach your kid, like, about these finances. And, and, it wasn't. It's not taught in public school, so you're not gonna learn it. Like unless you your mom, learn it at home. yeah, big, you gotta learn yeah. it at home. That's the biggest thing. Is like, you know, your kid might be upset with you ran and like talking about all this stuff, but they'll pick up on it eventually. Mm-hmm. You know, or get out, or get out. <laughs> <laughs> but but as long yeah. as you're doing everything you possibly can to like teach them like little small things, that's gonna be awesome. Right. You know. Right. But listen, real quick, I yeah. got something. 
for my lady listeners. Y'all got to check out wilddamnfoxyhair.com. Special, she, says, she specializes in customized, truly glueless units, meaning no bands, no adhesives, or no pricey installations needed to attach. So ladies, that means you can put the Gorilla Glue down. Because with wild damn foxy hair, you need nothing extra to make that hair stay in place. Also, check out the website at wildfoxyhair.com. And um, sign up for one-on-one virtual wig making classes. Oh, shit. We got some new sponsors and shit. Uh, hey. Yo, shout out to uh, what they call Shout out. Wild Damn Foxy Hair. Okay. But wild again, so, go online. Foxy Head. For, for the yeah. one-on-one virtual wig uh, making class. And it's the latest truly glueless technique that no one has mastered in PA. Um, meaning, that means, though, not only are they selling you wigs, they teaching you how to Make your own wigs. Mm. Save your money. That's big. Ownership. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So hurry up. There's still slots available for April. And starting April 15th, slots open for May. Just set up your payment plan options through Seasel or VIA Pay. And pay your $200 deposit to, resu- to uh, reserve your date. What happened with the Gorilla Glue girl? Everybody know her, don't they? Yeah, that's she got famous off the Gorilla Glue cast. But um, <laughs> come on, nigga, this nigga all in the middle of the ad and pay for the <laughs> oh, remaining shit. balance through the payment <laughs> options available for offering three echelon levels from your favorite master instructor, Latoya B. Again, that's wilddamnfoxyhair.com. Check sis out and support a black owned business. Definitely, my bad on the yeah, ad tip. Trying to get my gilly and then trying to get my wallow shit yeah, on. This yeah, nigga fucking. Okay. I mean, <laughs> with that. Yeah. Yeah, man, you need a partner in crime, yeah. man. Oh, yeah. your toes. It keeps you on your toes, though. You know, you need that. You Got need somebody to it. keep you on your toes, man. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, yeah, you gotta need somebody to keep you on your toes. But, that, <laughs> but that's crazy, though. Like, you know, supporting uh, other businesses while. Yeah, this, this networking thing, thing crazy yeah, around right. here. Let me ask you this one last thing about the real estate thing. Yeah, go ahead. Because well, I thought you was going to hit on this with the goals. So do do you like have a goal? Like I want to sell this big of a house one day. Like I want to get to acquire them type of joints. Those clients are um a little bit picky. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I see. I have agents at my agency that you know work with a lot of million dollar clients. Like, don't get me wrong, I would love to sell one. You know, mm-hmm. I would love to do that and uh, sell, like, a million point, you know, $1.5 million home. I would love to. Sell that joint, whoever sold Rick yeah, Ross that. Yeah, <laughs> but, 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 yeah, I would love to do that. But when you see the amount of, like, hurdles she had to go, go through, through to, like, actually, not, I wouldn't even say acquire. After the acquiring, like, she was, like, calling them every day, calling them every second, mm-hmm. painting, like, Getting somebody in there to paint her her house, like you know. That, they want the chandeliers and this yeah, they don't oh, want them ones. Get that. Yeah, like you know, <laughs> rearranging the whole house. When I see that, I'm like, mm, that's a lot. Like it's a lot of that's a lot of relationships. But this agent, she's like very good at building relationships. So I don't see why it wouldn't like why I wouldn't want to do it. But I see like what you got to put into it. Mm-hmm. You know. So I'm okay with doing like the four, like the two hundred to the four hundred, cause those go all day. Right. You right, know, right. I don't mind doing those. 
Cause like I'm putting time into it, but not as much as like uh, like a million dollar client. You get on the uh the side hustle part of it yet? We're like making your own videos and shit of that that hustle side of it yet. We're showing like uh where they be having little seminars and, and shit. Toward, yeah, I did, I did, I did do seminars uh, when I first started. That was cool and all. Like I, I like it. Um, I like. I've been to a couple of them seminars. I actually learned a lot. And, and like I say, it was a lot of millionaires that was in the joint yeah, that I actually like cor- gave they be doing a lot of course selling and all that. Yeah, type but of stuff I don't. I don't like, do anything. See like the that. the one I went to. He told us not to fuck with that shit online. Like he he like ain't nothing but a hustle. You know. Yeah, that's pretty much up, it's pretty much an upsell. Like they're gonna say, oh yeah, you can do wholesaling or you can do you know buying a house. Like wholesaling is fun too. Like. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's people that make a lot of money from it, but they put in work. It's a hustle. They game. put in work. It's that yeah. selling out the mailers list, they and you got to find them properties. And again, like like you said, you like, got to have that know, relationship. Like, And yeah, a lot I of people mean, don't see that. A lot of yeah. people just say, oh, you just getting this from it, you know? But they put in work, you and know? Like you said, you know how hard it is to find a person trying to spend a, a million dollars on, on the a property? Yeah, yeah like that, that stuff is, that stuff is, is not easy. Yeah. And, um, and being in... Our demographic and stuff like that, a lot of people still gotta work on their credit to mm-hmm. actually even afford yeah, a home. Get there. Yeah. So I do a lot of I do a lot of like conversations with that as well on like how to work with that. Like I got a very good credit guy, like a very good credit guy. Right. You know, who like anybody I send them to, like his main objective is to basically um give you information so you can um get your credit to where it needs to be. And then when he gets it there, he calls me and says, hey, they're ready to purchase ready a house. Business. Yeah, yeah. Ready you know, business. like, I send, like, instead of me focusing on that, I actually, like, send it to somebody else and help, you know, help another person out by, like, sending them business. I try not to do everything myself because right. I don't know too much, right. but I know enough to get started. Definitely. You know, <laughs> you get to do a lot of contracting. Yeah. yeah man. A lot of networking, yeah. man. How far out you, you, you spend that will you be selling that? Uh, in today's market, I will sell a house anywhere. Right? Yeah, <laughs> right. To, in this market, a, a, a listing is like gold right now. Like, right. So, like, do, do people hit y'all up? Like, yo, like, say they about to move to PA. Do, do people reach out to y'all prior to just find something on the whim for them sometime? That's rare. That's rare? Yeah, that's rare. Because they typically have somebody here or have somebody living here. Mm-hmm. So, they reach out to them and have them look for a realtor. Mm-hmm. But it's kind of rare for them to... Um, reach out to uh to just a random realtor. that's a lot of research then yeah so a little research even yeah so fine. you gotta so what they do is they do it the easy way they ask or they so that's what i try to do is build my relationship so we're on top of mind for some people so then when they be like hey do you know a realtor i'm like oh yeah i know isaiah the realtor he'll get you you know right. he'll get you started so that's the way i build my relationship so i can move forward right. you know because that's why I don't just do a transaction and be like, okay, well, after you purchase a house, you, you're not going you to hear, hear from me. me no, more. Yeah. no, you're going to hear from me. Right. I'm going to call you. I'm ask you how your kids are doing. Right. Ask you, you know, what school they go to, like right. stuff like that. Not right. creepy, but pretty much just a, you know. Like you that. say, it's a relationship. It's a relationship. Mm-hmm. You know, like I'll tell you how my kids are doing. I don't mind it because you just, you just help my family out by purchasing your, by giving me the opportunity to help you. Right. You know, which right. is amazing to me for and me that's to get that being, opportunity. It's a genuine salesman. Mm-hmm. You know yeah, I mean? you know, because a lot of people don't think of it like that. I think of it as an opportunity because you can go to anybody to buy a house. Mm-hmm. You know, you're not going to get the best customer service depending on who it is, but you can go to anybody, you know. But I don't want it to make it just that anybody relationship. I want to be able to, like, 
when I get those 11 o'clock phone calls, it'll be like, hey, my pipe just busted. Like, even though I'm doing, I could be doing whatever, mm-hmm. I'm going to make sure that I help you out. Definitely. You know? Like, even if I can't, I'll be like, hey, like, I need somebody to do plumbing in this area. Do you know somebody? Like, even though I'm lending that hand is awesome, mm-hmm. you know, and it makes me feel good. That's why I would, I would never say that I'm, like, real estate to me does not feel like a job. It more feels like, I want to... A hobby, like it's right. something that I just like to do. Right. Find a house, I sell it. Yeah. yeah, like I be in the houses looking at stuff. Like I be just as curious as a person looking. I'm like, wow. <laughs> I never seen no nobody with that type of chandelier. Like, wow, he used tile to like do a crown molding. I'm like, that was weird, but mm-hmm. I get it. Like you know, like things like that, like make me so happy about real estate. Period. You know the numbers. Uh, I I don't even know. This is just a question. I'm just asking, like throwing out there. You might have a, a little bit more knowledge about the research on it, but like the ownership of, of what they say of like of homeowners and not homeowners out here, it is. I will say mostly in Harrisburg, it's more renters than homeowners. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know the exact number, but it's a lot more renters than homeowners in the Harrisburg city area, um, which we definitely need to change. Right. I feel as though everybody can purchase a house; they just don't know how to do it. Right. So. Right. My job as a realtor is to basically teach them like how to do it. Right, so that's why I don't mind doing, you know, that's why I don't mind doing seminars and stuff later down the line. It's mm-hmm. just right now, COVID kind of shut that down. Like, mm-hmm. you know, person to person interactions are not happening as much. So what I do is I like if we do meet or you want to purchase a home from me, I typically will do a Zoom call with you, and we'll talk through Zoom, you know, face to face, so we see each other, mm-hmm. you know, so you don't feel as though when you pop up, you're like. What does Isaiah look like? You know, I don't want that to happen. What's the longest it took you to sell a, a house to somebody? Like, as far as, like you said, communicating with them and maybe, like you said, having to do a call or two with them to make that sale. Okay, so in the process of selling a house, I have a house, I have a property now that's taken me a long time to sell, but it's commercial. Mm-hmm. So that one's just strictly because of zoning issues right, that right. we're trying to go over. As far as uh, finding somebody a house, it can take... It depends on your time frame. Like, like yeah, you ever have to help somebody build a credit score up? Yeah. Right, well, right. Yeah. And what I told you, I send them to my guy. I right. just be like, hey, here's, you know, um, I send them to my guy. He fixes them up and then he sends them back to me. And that could take six months. But That's if about you the go, longest it took. That's yeah, but I was if you go through with it and just, you know, follow the course, you're going to be a homeowner. Right. You know, you just got to follow the course. And, you know, sometimes you got to save money. Some people don't know. Like, you can purchase a house, a $100,000 house to purchase. You'll need about 9500 to purchase it. Uh-huh. And I'm talking about that's with no that's seller's percent. assistance. That's three. That's 3.5% down and then paying the 6 the 6% closing costs. Uh-huh. You know, sometimes it's ways for us to help you with closing costs. Is it 100% every time? No. Uh-huh. But it's avenues out there for a home buyer to purchase a house with little to no money out of pocket definitely you know like you said it's, it's little houses out here that's like you said go for three uh excuse me thirty thousand mm-hmm. person can put ten percent down on that get it for three thousand fix yeah, it up it, and do what they do up in there yeah especially mm-hmm. if you don't mind living in if like let's say if you don't mind living in the city like mm-hmm. i don't mind i like what i purchase in the city yeah most like most likely i'll purchase in the city i have a property in the city my mom lives in the city. I don't mind living in the city. Mm-hmm. If you don't mind living in the city, like you can purchase a house for like seventy seven thousand, and your mortgage would be five hundred dollars. Why right. would you pay fourteen hundred to a landlord if you don't have to? Right, right. You know, like why don't you take that money and just 
pay for it. Like, I know you want to, you know, move on the outskirts and stuff like that, but sometimes you don't need to. If you're right. already comfortable. Especially, like you said, with that city, because city taxes is going to be cheaper than the ones out there, depending on where you move to. You know what I mean? Within that. Actually, city taxes in the Hanford City is a little bit higher. Yeah. I ain't going to lie to you. They're a little bit higher. Because, like, my taxes were, like, I live in NOLA. My taxes are, um, thousand dollars right 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 for and for a property like mine in here you're probably paying like three maybe right. thir- like maybe like 3500 is it the school tax that's cheaper in the city or i know it's something on the no, flip the side taxes, of it the, the, the school side. tax is a little bit more over here okay um, but it's also because it's not a lot of homeowners too right so, with that city, mm-hmm. right, and that's where it's at. Yeah, yeah okay. so and it, and it goes with a lot of other things too, right? Depending mm-hmm. on how much they're using for like fixing up places, certain things like that, you know. Um, so there's a couple things like that that you gotta worry about, especially with statistics wise. It's a lot of things that come into play. Right, right. But tell the people where they where they where they can find you at. So you can find me at um, Isaiah the Realtor. Um, on Facebook, it's easy. If you type in Isaiah the Realtor anywhere, you, I, my face will pop up. <laughs> um, you can go to IsaiahCogle.com, I-S-A-I-A-H-C-O-B-L-E.com, and that'll pull up like listings and stuff like that for you. And also, if you ever have to like ask me anything about real estate, just hit my line pretty much, 717-319-9635 would be the easiest way to contact me, text or call, doesn't matter. And, um, or you can just go to Isaiah the Realtor at gmail.com. So as long as you know Isaiah the Realtor, you'll find yeah. Isaiah the Realtor. <laughs> yeah. so that means don't hit me up talking about, yo, what's the uh, Realtor boys? Yeah. <laughs> Isaiah the Realtor. Just search it, look yeah. it up. And don't call us. You, uh, don't call playing because ain't nobody playing. Yeah. Nah, but they know they hit me up, and I'm gonna pass the plug. But you know yeah. what I mean. Sometimes, yeah, they just ask just for the conversation, I guess, because you heard it. You yeah, know what I mean? even if like even if you got credit problems, like you you don't have money saved up, it's programs out there that give you free money. It's programs out there that help you with your credit. So whatever you want to do when it comes to purchasing a house, and you just have questions, don't hesitate to reach out to me. That is the best thing you could possibly do is just ask me for a conversation. I'm like, it doesn't take me. That He's serious. Long. He threw his number out there like yeah. Mike Jones. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know. I, 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 yeah, actually, like I, I, Jones, I still remember yeah. that joke. Yeah. Four eight folks. But seriously yeah. though, like if you have questions or anything like that, you definitely want to reach out to me because that's the best way to actually bring these conversations up. Mm-hmm. So then you can get on that path, get out of that path of renting and get into that path of home ownership. That's real yeah. So y'all, y'all told y'all close your ears. We only bring the official tissue up on this motherfucker, <laughs> man. Like I say, character comes first. Man, so close you know, your ears, I mean, we need some blunts, man. We need some blunts and some blunts. It should close your fucking man. ears. But again, Isaiah the realtor. Don't yeah. forget to holler at him, man. Y'all, y'all looking for them cribs or like he said, the tax. He can help you with your taxes. I, I, I just say I know a lot of people that can help you whatever thing that networking you possibly need. Yep, yep. like if you need if you need somebody to do your taxes for you I got a very good tax uh, tax expert that does my taxes so and plus everybody that I usually send to people is people that I use personally so I'm not gonna have you work with somebody that I haven't worked with 
So that's the biggest thing because, like I said, it's a lot of people out there that's doing it backwards, and I want to make sure that everybody is doing it right. So we try to do that shit like Vartan and I'm yeah. dead. Fuck that. Yeah. yeah, on some other shit. Yeah, he, he building like a hotel or something on 7th Street. Yeah. Oh, you ain't about to leave yet, though, is you? No, we chilling. We chilling. Vartan. They said Vartan. Now he sold that shit to that AutoZone. Uh, yeah. They got that shit up there fast. Show up town. That, that, pizza, that piece of property was a lot of money. They wanted Hell almost 500000 yeah. for that. And I was like, bro, 500000 for, you know, for a corner lot? And like you said, that's just a lot. That's just that a is, lot. Yeah. It's not the middle. Oh, my goodness. But it made lots. But it made sense, though. There's no AutoZone or no mechanic spot near uptown where you can get your stuff. You, that's because, like you said, you know what's about to come. You want to start putting businesses up like that. Oh, you know what's about like, to come. Make uptown. Up I mean, not climb Village. Uh, the again. Uptown, yeah. the <laughs> uptown shopping center is about to change. You got, you know. What's that they put? You know what they putting up there on 7th Street? Yeah, they put, I think they put that? hotels or condos. That's what that is? The hotels yeah, going that's right? That's why my, oh, my, my property is three units. And I'm yes. I'm waiting. That's Properties a property? Are, yeah. I, I mean, that's a hotel. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. I mean, it might, not, it, yeah. might be, it might not even be a hotel. Like, I know it's something with, with living because the wind, like, when I roll by, I'm like, those windows is, like, too yeah. small for, like, a business. So it has to be something with living. I mean, but, hey, if it's if it's something different that's building the infrastructure, uh, what they're doing is going to build the infrastructure to, like, to take in all this, um, this, these jobs and Dude, all that's, that's, that's coming, all it is man it's about to because be they made. did it in, they did it in Lancaster yeah. they did it um because when I was going to school in Lancaster they didn't have no like no crazy places out there you know mm-hmm. like the building the properties up there were going for maybe like one like 175 maybe mm-hmm. 190 now they going for 500,000 yeah. 300,000 mm-hmm. you know definitely. definitely and it's a it's a just a little brownstone like a like a five Five bedroom, two bath, like mm-hmm. little house that you find up here in Midtown. Mm-hmm. You know, it's because they're, they're they're they built that infrastructure. They built a lot of jobs out there for people. You know, so it's one of those things that you you when you see it, you gotta under like you gotta understand jump, it. Man. You gotta jump. You gotta jump on it. Yeah. And even if you're even if you're not ready to like invest now, it's ways to get ready because right. sometimes you know it takes time, it takes money, but you gotta know the right people. You know, right. like you got to know a hard money lender just in case you want to do it that way. You got to know who, when the tax sale is coming up. Like you don't need it. Like I'm not saying you need a realtor for everything, but sometimes like they may have a lot of knowledge that you may need. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. and and they're not trying to keep it for themselves. You just got to ask the question. Like you know, closed mouth don't get fed. So if you have like any aspirations in life about doing investing or anything like that, contact me. Mm-hmm. That's the best thing to do. Mm-hmm. Or you know, reach out. Because I'm going to holler at you about that stock market. Oh, yeah. Just a little bit. You know stock I mean? market is nice right now. I mean, it's treating me lovely. I ain't <laughs> like, made me, made me on Friday, made me almost want to quit my job. I'm like, listen, I'm quitting. But I can't because I got clients that I like. You know the one thing about it? The why it's going to boom like that because the, they, they made it happen because of the COVID. The economy is about to boom. Type of shit. Everything is about to boom again because like, they gave that money out. So like you said, everybody that's investing, it's a good time if you, you know what you're doing. You yeah, gotta man. know what you're doing. Yeah. You gotta see, you know, you gotta see that money and be like, all right, like if you get fourteen hundred back and it, and let's say you you don't own like a, at least a car or you're not buying a car or a house, 
Bro, I'll keep that fourteen hundred and put it to the side if you're working. Like, mm-hmm. why not put it to the side or put it into the stock market if you if you know what you're doing? Mm-hmm. It's ways that you can like level up. Mm-hmm. You just gotta talk. You just gotta talk to the right people. Mm-hmm. You know, and don't be afraid. But we about to get into the black fact. I do a black fact every episode. Okay. Just some little piece of history to throw out there. Whether it be somebody that contributed to, uh, you know, the culture as we do in many fashions and shit. But for this week on the on the, on the, uh black fact, and since we, since it seems these cop killings is all, all throughout the news again mm-hmm. be- between a man being on trial, the white ball for, for George Floyd and... Uh, sell shit. So I figured I'd remind people about the Tulsa Race Massacre, also known as the Tulsa Race Riot, the Greenwood Massacre, or the Black Wall Street Massacre, took place on May 31st and June 1st, 1921, when mobs of white residents, many of them deputized and given weapons by city officials, attacked black residents and businesses of the Greenwood District in Tulsa, Oklahoma. It was called the single worst incident of racial violence in American history. The attack carried out on the ground and from a private aircraft destroyed more than 35 square blocks of the district. At the time, the wealthiest black community in the United States known as Black Wall Street. Uh, More than 800 people were admitted to hospitals and as many as 6,000 black residents were interned in large facilities, many of them for several days. The Oklahoma Bureau of Vital Statistics officially recorded 36 dead. Um, Let's see, this began, the massacre began during the uh, Memorial Day weekend after 19-year-old Dick Rowland, a black shoe shiner, was accused of assaulting Sarah Page, a 17-year-old white elevator operator of the nearby Drexel building. He was taken into custody after the arrest. Rumors spread through the city that Roland was to be lynched. Upon hearing reports that a mob of hundreds of white men had gathered around the jail where Roland was being kept, a group of 75 black men, some of whom were armed, arrived to the jail to ensure that Roland would not be lynched. The uh, sheriff persuaded the group to leave the jail, assuring them that he had the situation under control. As the group was leaving the premises, complying with the sheriff's request, a member of the mob of of white men allegedly attempted to disarm one of the black men. A shot was fired, and then according to the reports of the sheriff, all hell broke loose. At the end of the firefight, 12 people were killed, 10 white, 2 black. As news... As news of these deaths spread throughout the city, mob uh, violence exploded. White riders rampaged through black neighborhoods that night, killing and that night and morning, killing men and burning and looting stores and homes. And around June first, the Oklahoma National Guard imposed martial law effectively, and then a, a massacre. Let's talk real estate real quick. About 10,000 black people were left homeless, and the property damage amounted to more than $1.5 million in real estate and 750000 in personal property, equivalent to $32.25 mil in 2019. Damn. You know, another deep thing about that whole history story, cuz, well, you said they even have a... Uh 
senses and everything about that, or who was in that city and things like that, even those that got killed. Mm -hmm. You know, like you said, how much the uh, property value is worth these days. And they still, they know the government had parts to do with it. The government sent them in, let them people do that. And they, that's still part of that history down there. They, they won't even still be like, oh, man, take reparations for just that. You know what I mean? Just for the families that went through that down there. Because, and it's deep, man. Because they, because it was an air attack on that city. Because. Yeah, it's an aircraft. Yeah. Air attack. They People gave ain't got no, where they got an airplane. Yeah. Farmer <laughs> John, yeah. Yeah, he, he, yeah. Like, he got a, a crop joint sprayer, maybe, but. <laughs> Where are you dropping the bomb? Where the bomb come from? Yeah, it's it's real funny, but it's deep. It's deep, man. And they literally like had parts to do with that. And they know like all them people that like they done burned down all them businesses and shit like that left them people homeless. And see, made them start all over. You know what's crazy with this though? See, I think this is why some people have a fear of that ownership and that us trying to band together and, and get our own from, you know what it, I mean? It's, a, it, it's, it's they, scary. It's scared. It's like, a part of the story. <laughs> they make us, uh, they, they don't tell it. Like they tell it, but they don't tell it in that story. The, where we was we was able to protect our own at that time, even when it yeah, came to they that, went uh, down to the yeah. that gun thing. You know what I mean, the word like they understood at that time, like man, it's an equalizer. I already got to protect your own. You know what I mean. So it was a group of, of black people because that was at that uh court hearing and things like that because that was on the tip like, man, y'all ain't hanging this dude. Like, he's going to go to trial for what he got to go to trial for. Whatever y'all saying, he gazed at the white woman or whatever, whatever. He's going to, you know I mean, he's going to go to trial for it. Y'all ain't doing no hanging, you know what I mean? And Damn. they protected him with the guns. They get mad because they want to hang the nigga. You know what I mean? And they get mad because eight white people get killed. And only two black people die in that initial little, you know what I mean, war. They get mad they lost at that tip. The government gives them help. Like, oh, nah, go ahead. You know what I mean? That's crazy. Win that one. You know what I mean? And we'll get them back That's for that. That's why I'm going to ram the Ten whites killed two blacks. Yeah, because oh, they, they were them down Because they wasn't them. having it. They, 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 was, they was protecting themselves with their gun. And it was it's so deep. They were only protecting their peoples because he was a... Shoe salesman, cuz talking about the bell lady, you know what I mean? Talk about on some Emmett Till shit. You can, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's like, it's mean, man. And they burned that whole city down. But it's more, that's like, it's more stories like that. It's even more like Rosewood and all that, cuz it's the same thing. They did that shit over and over again, man. And this is like, even in them parts that were like a story of like history when it comes to like that. This is getting away from uh tossing shit a little bit, but you got realize oh, before you get away from that's the black fact the uh black Wall Street the, uh, the oh shit I'm off <laughs> but the the race ride of Tulsa Black Wall Street look it up get do you you know what I mean do your research on that it's, again that's the, we were that was the wealthiest commu black community in the in the country at the time they burned mm -hmm. that shit down but go ahead Cuzzo. 
Uh, you got like Tulsa's in Oklahoma. Oklahoma got a lot of what we would Ain't call. Ain't that crazy? You got the OKC hat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's down there with uh, a lot of native territory still. You feel what I'm saying? That we're like, even when you talk. Where them Indians is running shit out there. Mm-hmm. Even when you talk American history. I'm sorry, you ain't supposed to call them Indians. What you supposed to call them? Natives. Natives. Yeah, natives. Natives. Yeah. Natives. Yeah. natives. You know, all that type of language. But. To get into the uh, like how the migration was still going as far as like U.S. history, they didn't own nothing past Mississippi River, cause so even when you talk about like all the towns and things like that, it's a part of history they won't tell us about like black sheriffs and things like that all over there. You know I mean, even when you stole when they started making civilized law and things like that over there. You know I mean, there was a lot of towns that were strictly black over there. And these people came through and took our ownership on some other type time, you know what I mean? Yeah. But that's the part of, like, how even, like, that native history of Oklahoma, it goes all the way out to California with that. I'm mm-hmm. talking about all the way out there, even parts that, like, Hawaii, even all the way up into Alaska, which is, like, the last uh, U.S. state that got uh, so-called put into our colonization of U.S. territories. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But they make this, that stuff seem like it's so long ago in history and it's not really that long ago. No. Yeah, you know I mean? It's right. really not, bro. That's why, you know, certain things you gotta, you just gotta move the way you got code switching back mm-hmm. to it, you know, code switching. Like, don't be afraid to be a homeowner now because it's a lot of things that have changed. Like, you got the Equal Opportunity Act, so it's not like, mm-hmm. you know, they can force you to purchase in a certain neighborhood because of the color of your skin. They can't do that no more. Right. Like, not even agents can practice that. You can purchase a property wherever you want. Exactly. It doesn't matter what color or race or how you um, claim yourself, what gender, it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. You're, you can purchase, like, we are putting things in place to purchase wherever we want. Mm-hmm. And if you want to see, you know, certain areas be predominantly black, you can. You just, you gotta... Buy the block back. You gotta buy it. Yeah. You, you know? Buy the block back. Speaking of, but you can buy a house. Mm-hmm. Go, go, go ahead. What he was talking about was like the redlining laws. They were like, they talk, they done yeah. basically abolished the redlining laws yeah. now. They were, now we could get ownership anywhere is where we couldn't before we couldn't get it. You know I mean? Yeah, but it is your job to to make sure you want to be in that neighborhood. I'm not mm-hmm. saying every neighborhood is good, but it's your job. Like, right. you know, certain people ain't gonna feel comfortable. You know, probably living on you know uh, Emerald Street or anything like that. But certain mm-hmm. people do. Mm-hmm. You know, so you gotta you gotta look up the demographic yourself and feel and go where you feel comfortable because racism still. Racism still exists, so you gotta be prepared. You yeah, know? the whole city. But that's that's but not even I, getting into another topic. Probably that we even gonna probably talk about today is like with the vote and shit and the situations like that. That we even like you said, what contracts may be able to give it, be given out to you in the city you're living in, as far as the demographic area mm-hmm. and things like that. Because now, when it's people that look like you in these seats and things like that, now you may be able to uh, develop a different relationship to be able to get a city contract such as. What happened up at that federal building and things like that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean, because it it wasn't too many contractors as far as black people that had anything to do with that joint. You know what I mean, mm-hmm. and that as far as being in a city like ours, that shit should not be happening. You know what I mean, because mm-hmm. you got it's more black people that live here than anything. Yeah, but that you know that goes into you know 
us as a people not teaching our youth, you know, the benefits of ownership, the benefits of credit, and the benefits of working for yourself, you know, or going out there and not, you know, you don't have to depend on a job. Like, if you want to work, you know, work, want to work around shoes your whole life, work around shoes. I'm not, <laughs> you know, I'm not going to discredit you, right, you know, right, right. because I feel as though everybody can make money out here and everybody Sound can like be, something. yeah, something. and you can be as, and everybody's motives are different in life. Like, mm-hmm. mine's is pretty much happiness and comfortability, you know? I just want to be happy with my family and be comfortable to where I can take my family to Disney if I want to. Right. You know? The main thing about, like you said, what you talk about, which, like you said, of, of your craft of being a realtor, like you said, the realtor game ain't for everybody, but ownership of a home should be for everybody. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, like, not, it's not a career for everybody to get into, because like you said, everybody might not have that skill. Yeah, because in, in five years, if you wanted to take out an equity loan against your property to purchase another property, you could, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. like renting, you can't do that, <laughs> right, you know, right, right. so you actually losing money by spending it on rent. Like, mm-hmm. like if I make one extra payment, a lot of people don't know this, but if I make one extra payment on my mortgage, okay, mm-hmm. one extra payment takes off seven years off my mortgage. Wow. Okay. If I make two extra payments within a 30 year mortgage. That takes 11 years off my mortgage. And you mean by one extra payment a year? Or? One extra payment a year. Right. So if I make two extra payments, I'm not saying make a one extra payment every year. I'm talking mm-hmm. about make one extra payment this year. Right. Like you just purchased a house today and you got the rest of it, make one extra payment. Mm-hmm. Make 13 payments within one year. That takes off seven years, takes off seven years off your mortgage. If you make an extra payment, a 14th payment within a year time frame. That takes off eleven. So yeah, go from thirty to twenty three within that first year. Mm-hmm. And you can do, it, but you can do, but you can do that within any time of your thirty year mortgage. Right, right, right. You see, and then if you want that money back, you just refinance, take an equity loan, um, and use that money to something different. You know. That's good. Chopping juice. Yeah, yeah that's good. Cool. Like as a as a renting, you're not gonna have that that flexibility. So basically, your house, you got to think of your house being like a bank account. Right. You know, so when that time comes when you're like struggling, you like, listen, investment. I can pull, you know, I can pull some money out of the account. Like, if you need your roof done, mm-hmm. you can actually get your roof done with the equity that's in your property. You know. Dude. You made me feel like a sucker renting a fucking house right now. <laughs> like, like, I'm not saying, but yeah, everybody, we all so, should. Shit. Well, no, because I would say life is like pretty much like a slingshot. Mm-hmm. All right. So everybody get pulled back at different speeds, but when you when it. you let go, it's time to you go. get it. You're gone. You see what I'm saying? Like not everybody has that knowledge. Like like I said, I'm gonna prep my kids for when they get older. Right. They don't have to do everything that I did, you know, or have to, you know, if they want to go to college, they can go to college. If they don't, they don't, you know. But I'm still teach them the fundamentals of, you know, financials and credit. So you then they can be ready. You know, made me a believer of this credit shit to tell you that shit. Yeah, that's like, a, but I know that business shit is it's important. Business name, ownership, mm-hmm. it's important, man. Yeah, and that's the biggest thing about just purchasing and, and being in real estate. Real estate doesn't have to be the only avenue. If you don't want to be a, like, flip and do anything with houses, you don't have to. Right. You know, you don't have to do that at all. You can go into the stock market. You can mm-hmm. go and, you know, like, Facebook... Like, it's so easy to right now to make a business that is impossible that nobody doesn't have a business. Right, right. Or something that you want to do. You got to figure out what you like to do in life. It doesn't matter if it's a hobby. Like, my brother likes to play video games. I was like, yo, you should do a Twitch and make money off the video games. Oh, no, that's too hard. 
You see what I'm saying? But you, you have, I know you wanted to smack him right in his head. Yeah. Most, most likely. <laughs> but Straight it's up. out there and it's easy to do. Right. You see what I'm saying? Like if you want to do pastries and stuff like that, I'm not saying you need to make a million off of pastries. But it's it, just find a hobby and turn it to a hustle. Yeah, get some just put it up. Of yeah, just put it up there and be like, listen, I can make you a pie for ten dollars. Like you want a nice pie, make a pie. I'm on my man Seven String Guy. Shout out to Seven String the Guy. Seven String Guy, OG's Butters. We off definitely got to try to get the Seven Strings out respect here. With all due respect, podcast. Shout out to them, Amir Lover, my big cousin, shit, Brian, be uh, Brian Wallace. And uh, the OG, as he said, he's trying to get them seven streams of income. It says, don't that's, matter what it is. Yeah, and that's all it's about, hey, though. That's all it's about because once, uh, it's, it's funny that you said that about seven streams of income. Once you start working and you actually understand how much you pay in taxes, uh-huh. like when you actually look at how much you pay in taxes as of being somebody that works Employee, a nine to five, right. it's crazy, you know? But when you figure out that, you don't have to pay taxes. <laughs> I mean, I would I would say you don't have to. Listen, I would say listen, Trump that Donald Trump. Trump Adams say Trump. Trump said, Trump said, yeah. Trump said I yeah. I gave him seven fifty. Yeah, but you see what I'm saying. Once you Trump figure out that you can write off, too. you know, once you figure out that you can write off your clothes that you mm-hmm. wear, the like, like mm-hmm. I can write off using my house as an office. I can write off mm-hmm. the electric bill, the gas bill, the, the oil bill. Thing, you know, you can write off like having a cell phone. Like, using your cell phone for predominantly business. Like, you can write off going to Disney with your family as, like, entertain. Like, inter- like it's so many things. Like, if me and you are going out, like, right now, like, let's say if I bought a drink for... If I bought Dunkin' Donuts and brought it here and we're talking about business... Keep that receipt. Keep that receipt. <laughs> <laughs> we writing that off. My son works. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You, you gotta write that off. Because if you hear about somebody that's like, hey, I made 150 and I worked, da da da, but then he had to pay twenty twenty thousand back. I was like, bro, yeah. <laughs> like, I can make the same backwards, and so. I only paid five. You know what I'm saying? But it, I wouldn't even say it's hustling backwards. It's just like a lot of people don't want to ask these questions because they feel as though you know you're gonna be a a jealous person or a person mm-hmm. that's gonna speak down to them. Like my biggest thing is I never want to speak down to anybody. Mm-hmm. You know, I always want to see my people eat. That's the one thing I want to do is see everybody eat. I don't care if everybody wins around me. Right. You know, as long as as long as we all on the same wavelength we winning, that's cool. I just don't like negative people. That's the okay. one thing that I don't like around me is negative people. You know? Um so I try to surround myself with people that are gonna build me up. Like if I'm around somebody with negative like a negative personality as soon as I'm done with them, I call somebody positive. Right, right, right. I'm like, yo, get that out of me, you know, because I don't want to feel negative. Right. And a lot of people are scared to to reach out and talk to you and to say, hey, you know, I want to know about the stock market or I want to know about this. I don't know everything in the stock market. Don't right. get me wrong, but I can teach you a little bit. I can tell you, you know, what made me do what I did, right. you know. But am I going to tell you, like, that's going to be the number one game plan for everybody? No. <laughs> right, right, But guess right. what? You got the best tool in the world, and it's very, um, it's very, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, cost efficient. Mm-hmm. It's your cell phone. You can Google anything. Right. There's no reason that you don't know something new. You should learn something new once a year. I feel as though that should be everybody in this world should learn something new once a year. You know what I think it is with a lot of people, even like you say, you get to talk like that positive, negative energy thing and things like that. Uh, Even with the knowledge, uh, we talk about of acquiring 
the pro- probably of a, like I would say the gift mm-hmm. of what somebody will have, I would say it's called like the drive and determination to want to get out of that negative realm that you might be stuck in. Mm-hmm. Now I mean, the being able to see like there's something more positive out here to get you there. And like you said, you might not even have to work that hard at it. You know what I mean? Yeah. If you could think on a positive level of doing it, to where, like you said, of just getting to this relaxing, positive mindset, mind of living. You know what I yeah, mean? You, you, you could get there if you, you think in a positive way. And like you said, especially if you takes. have a knowledge of this basic stuff we talking about, of like you saying, the credit shit and shit like that. Because I'm just learning it now. And I'd be like, wow. Yeah, like some of the shit that motherfuckers are hold back, you'd be like, how the hell? Because yeah. I'd be even like, I, I even think into like, I'm, I'm in a non-profit right now. So mm-hmm. I'm into the non-profit game. Yeah. Even when they get to the talk about acquiring property with it. Yeah. And I'd be like, yo, some of the events and things these people could be doing to raise money and shit like that. I'd be it's, like, it's yo, out there. You just like, got to ask people. If you yeah, have a million yeah. friends, how many, if you had a million loyal friends and you asked them for a dollar, how much money would you have? They're loyal friends. Mm-hmm. See what I'm saying? It's all about talking to people, at, like conversating with people, being nice to people. Like that's my cash app is close your ears <laughs> 2020. All my loyal friends, yes sir. My loyal listeners, just send me a dollar. It could be even fifty cent. Don't just even matter. Send me whatever the change you find in it in the cup holders. <laughs> but you know that's the way. That's the way the optimistic in me is like. You know, you just got to be optimistic. Like, you got to understand that you you can ask people questions. Like, yeah, you're going to run across those people who don't want to teach you anything. Right. But don't let them people drag you down. Like, mm-hmm. like some of my family members were my hardest critics. Like, yeah, you shouldn't leave your state job and, yeah. you know, do real estate full time. You're not, you know. And now they call me because they feel like I don't have a job. Right, right. They call right. me in the middle of the day. It could be 12 at 12. I'm working, like dedicated working. Right. They call me like, what you doing? I'm like, I'm working. They be like, no, you're not. Like, come hang out with me. Yeah. I'm like, no, but I'm working. Right. You know what I'm saying? Even though you don't see the back end of all, like, all the stuff, but I'm working. Right, right. You know? But, like, some of them are your hardest critics, too, because they didn't believe that you can do it. Mm-hmm. You know? Like, I was going to do tattoos. They were like, oh, no, nah, you, you know, you can't do tattoos. Like, you, you're going to be messing with somebody's skin. How much everything costs? Right. You know? And I broke it down to my sister. I'm like, okay, if I buy this and I, you know, do this, this, and this, I'm like 50. Like, as long as I make $50 a tattoo, I'm good. Right. You know? Once I broke it down, I'm like, okay, the ink cost me this, this, and this. That's how much I need to, you know, make some money, make a profit. Was you into the uh, drawing part of it mm-hmm. or just the ink part of it? But, yeah, that, but that's the way I found it is because I was drawing people tattoos mm-hmm. like just because drawing was a hobby to me drawing was something that i like to do to like pass my time because right. i always been a thinker so when i didn't want to like be all up in here i'll be like okay let me um let me draw something let me draw something nice and then pe- i got good at it to where it was people asking me like hey draw my tattoo and then i was like okay i'm drawing people these tattoos i was like how much your tattoo cost and they was like oh that cost me four hundred dollars i'm like you only you, you like you only paid me like ten bucks for that you know, mm-hmm. 10 bucks for me to draw you, like, a well-detailed picture, like, 10 bucks, like, don't get, I can't draw no, like, I'm not into it no more. Right. Because drawing is practice. You, so not anybody you do can get it, better you get at it. That's what I'm saying. And, and I'll do it no more. But when I seen that, I was like, okay, I'm going to do tattoos. Like, 
my mom like, what you, what you, why are you going to do tattoos? Like, you know, and I'm like, sure, what you, like, like, yeah, like, she's like, why would you do that? And then she started getting tattoos from me. She's like, well, you good at it now, you know? And, and it's because I took a hobby of mine and turned it into something that, and turned it into a hustle. Like, these conversations that we have in here, we'll typically have that on a game of cards, you know? Right. This is pretty much like a card game for us. Yeah, right. We just ain't got to yeah. y'all on some tunk real quick. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> then, but then we just boom, plug it up and let right. everybody listen to these conversations. That's you know right. what I'm saying? Because I like like all the time I'm having conversations like this, driving down the, like driving in the car, talking to my friends, you know? And listen that as you say that, we might have to do the spin off, the card night. We're gonna put the this camera this on and we're gonna put the card night on stage. I've been told you about but I mean, those conversations are those, but those conversations are crucial to have with other people. And, you know, some people like that's why like Clubhouse was a smart thing to do. Right. Because right. in this generation right now, we're all like we got some people who are extroverts that need to be out there talking to people. Mm-hmm. So being in their house was killing them. Like, exactly. I'm talking about me. It was killing me. Exactly. To the point exactly. where I was like, yo, I need to talk to somebody. Like, calling people I never even called before. Like, yo, what you doing? You know, having full conversations. Shit in the house. Yeah. yeah like, like, so that's what everybody you know, was on Clubhouse uh, doing, except that they was networking. It was yeah. The main and then being on, ex, you know, being on Xbox. Like, mm-hmm. I'm telling you, when quarantine happened and I didn't have to work for two months. Right. I was official in Warzone. I'm talking about nasty. Uh, to the point where I was like, I'm going to do a Twitch. And then like, and then as soon as work opened back, I was like, yeah, I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> but right. I felt the enjoyment out of it. So I'm like, but I get why Clubhouse exists. Like, you know, it's the smart, it's a smart thing for people who want a network who needs to be out there. Right. You know, I just don't have time to be doing it every day because like, I just be like if I get on it, I get lost in the sauce and be gone for like hours in Clubhouse. So I right. gotta you know focus on work. But unless I say I only way I like to be on them joints if I can find a way to implicate it into my business. That, that's what I'm saying. Like everything. So networking. It is, yeah, and so, and yeah. networking comes from enjoying what you do. Like like in real estate, like they like new agents ask me, okay, what do you do? I'm like. Well, sometimes I do flag football. Sometimes, you know, I do, you know, I go to the gym. I meet people there. You know, I meet people. I I started a bike club. Like, I started a bicycle club. I don't care. Like, I'm doing something I love. Like, that's Mm -hmm. it. And then once I start doing the things I love, I meet people that I like to work with. Definitely. You know? Let's get into some of these trending topics, though. I mean, the Isaiah and Aboriginal show can finish later. (laughs) (laughs) They gave me the day off the day. I ain't go front. I needed that too. But my head, nah, I was listening because you know, you know, I get, you know, when again, even with you, when he be rambling sometimes, it's like I I get the listening. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? So being a good listener, yeah, definitely important. You know what I mean? Selling in business and networking is always being a good listener. Always that, being yeah. that person that can just learn. Like, I don't have to be the smartest guy in the room. Right. I'm going to learn something every room so I go into. Listen, you know, you know what I'm saying? Because like I said, I met a millionaire that didn't look like a millionaire. Right. Because I was just sitting there listening. And I'm like, he knows a lot of stuff. Right, right, right. You know, I'm just listening. I'm like, he must got some money. You, you know what I'm saying? It would be crazy, though. <laughs> when you do meet these millionaires again, they really don't. You can't even tell until they tell you. 
They sit, I met a dude at one of them seminars. He's he's sitting on like 30, 50 mil or something. Like and, you, little, not even a polo shirt. Just one the, of them little Walmart joints, probably all buttoned up wrong and shit. Like, like hey, what you Sometimes. The person with the most money told me, he's like, yo, watch your pennies. Because once you watch your pennies, the dollars watch themselves. Mm-hmm. I said, what? Are you serious, you know? Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah, like you know, watch watch them pennies because the dollars watch themselves is like very crucial because like like I don't need to shop at like Nike all day for like a nice little workout some workout shirts and stuff. I went to Walmart and their workout shirts were dope. Like they right, had the right. lining on the inside <laughs> and it was like five dollars right, instead of paying that forty five dollars. Yeah, like just for the Nike just for the Nike shirts. logo. I'm yeah, like, yeah, don't get me wrong, I like Nike. But I'm just saying, if I don't got the money to pay for it four times over, I'm not buying it. And the main thing is like about the hustle, hustle part of it, where you can have like penny candy out here. As long mm-hmm. as you got that hustle out here, you could get rich off of that penny candy. You just got to yeah, talk, got to conversate. That's mm-hmm. it. That's it. And just listen. And plus, when, when it comes to like people who have money. They won't like you. Got to actually put two and two together that they have money. Yeah, they're not just going to be like, "Oh yeah, I'm a billionaire." Right, or, right. Yeah, I'm a trillionaire. Like you know, you, they you, telling you, you little slides. They telling you little like you know, little, I said little hot piece. dogs. Yeah, <laughs> little, little gems. Like, you're, like, you're like, oh, I didn't catch that. Uh-huh. And it's like, yo, like life is a game of chess. Just three, three, three moves ahead. You know, mm-hmm. like if you can't outthink the move, sometimes you know, some people you got like. Like, if you were to break them down to categories, you got some people who are pit bulls, you got some people who are chihuahuas, and you got some people who are, um, what's another word, like a laid-back dog, like a pug, to where all they doing is sitting back and listening. Mm-hmm. And then you got the pit bull, once they know something, they grab onto you, and they're going to tell you everything they know, <laughs> you know? Or they're going right. to, like, lock onto you until you tell them everything you know. Definitely. And then you got chihuahua, they just, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just, yeah, you know? <laughs> Definitely, definitely. Let's get into these trending right, topics, man. What's been trending on my news feed is either niggas getting killed yeah. or bullied, pretty much. So when we was talking about them properties, you see the young boy that got roughed up by oh, the army. That was walking dude. from his house. Yeah, and, and telling him to get out the neighborhood and, and all that shit. And that is very, very scary to me, as me being a real estate agent and me selling people homes and that's why i tell people all the time i'm like i can't tell you where to live mm-hmm. but it's up to you to do your due diligence on where you want to be you and know protect yourself and protect and right. that's the thing protect yourself you know mm-hmm. because like so before you buy this crib you might just want to walk around that neighborhood yeah, yeah, check, yeah. check the neighborhood out you and, and your family ain't the, i mean you got to worry about your family yeah, like, like your I children had, walking I around had a client call me and she was like yeah i'm trying to sell my house but i'm also looking out of state and I was like, okay, cool. You're trying to sell your house where you live. And she was like, I can't have you here. And I was like, understand. Thanks for the pointer. I won't come. I'll send somebody else to come. <laughs> right, you know, right, right. It, doesn't hurt, it doesn't hurt for me to send somebody else to put a sign in the yard. I'm exactly. not mad at that. But I appreciate her looking out for me and not letting me put myself in a situation That's where, real. you know, where I'd be another, like, trending topic, mm-hmm. you know? And, and that's scary out here for, you know, you got a kid walking from home and just him being roughed up. Right. The crucial, the like crucial. Steve Wilco. Sit down. Steve Wilco's right for <laughs> hands. Get off my stage. Yeah. Take a walk. Take a walk. 
But you can hear it in his yeah. voice like he was about to cry. Like that dude, like that boy right there did not do no confrontation. Yeah, he is not yeah, a confrontational yeah. person. I could see that in him. And then my man just bullying, you know. And that is disrespectful. But then you saw how the um how how them niggas rolled back around and they did was like 200 deep outside. Yeah, that and the thing crack. about this, that could hit, the whole thing could have been avoided. Let me tell you how. Simple. Mind your business. Right. right. Mind your business. My mom always told me that. Don't mind grown folks' business. Mind we were just business. talking about that. What's that? White privilege. You know, and they feel when they got that white privilege and that arrogance and that cockiness, everything's my business. But, I'm the, this is my land, nigga. You know what I mean? And like, it, 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 it's, he said, it what you mean you live here? What, 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 how long? Where you live at? How long you been? Like the question in this nigga, like he the cops. Like, and, then, and, then, and then the thing about it though, you asked him the same question and he didn't answer. Right. You know, he was right. like, "How long you lived here?" He was like, "I didn't answer it." The best thing would have been to for him to actually do to just de-escalate that situation that was the, was basically no. to say, "Okay, hey, she's a little bit uncomfortable. Don't go out there if you're drunk or are you to the point like mind your business. If you're going to block her again, you should be going out there to help." to help the situation or de-escalate the situation, mm-hmm. you know? Like, he shouldn't have pushed him for him talking to his wife. He was talking to his wife. You're bigger than this dude. Right. You're bigger than this dude. Like, you hitting him is a plus and a minus. That's like me fighting a girl. Like, I, I can win and be awesome. Right. Uh, and if, if I win, I'm, I suck. And if I lose, I suck. You see what I'm saying? Well, you can just tell that, that, like you said, that dude was just way too aggressive on yeah. that dude for being the size that he was, everything. The worst, like... But they saying he under investigation. Then, well, what was the investigate? What is it to investigate? Oh, you seen the video? What you mean under investigation? That's being because he's in the that's, army too. That's being men. We already know because that's a big nigga against that little ass bro. And you know, yeah, my little nigga tell me he's karate. like, if you can't beat him with your hand, grab something. Like, like Craig <laughs> Dig Depot. <laughs> But if he did that, it would be a different part of the story, though, yeah. because then now they're bringing it to the where it's like, oh, like, if he would have touched him, like, why was he in that neighborhood? Why is it only one way out? Like, mm-hmm. oh, well, he hit him or anything like that. Like, the dude did the best thing he possibly can by just talking about it and walking away. Like... Like it's crazy because that's why the dude that was running better walk that was running with the white t shirt on. That was the ass whooping in the in the in the happening. You, you better walk away from that one. Yeah, but, but you that's know. the the realest part about it, like you said, the the part we got to uh really be mindful about that cause all these people don't like living amongst or around us and shit. You know what I mean? So you got to be mindful of areas. And not everybody you know, and not everybody's friendly. Cause yeah. I understand, I understand that, but you do got to give people the benefit of the doubt because they can look a certain way and not be that way, mm-hmm. you know. But that right there, he could have came out and talked to him. Like the dude that was yeah. remember the guy that got killed while running. He ran his mile in the neighborhood. He got killed. What was it a mod? Yeah, mm-hmm. and that right there was a common concept of minding your Another business. One, man. Like okay. call like I mean I would like it's kind of crazy calling the police now. Because even Trayvon Martin. Mind like, your like uh, the same situation. Mind it'd your be, business. It'd be crazy. Like you don't need to. You don't need to investigate and put your put your two cents on every topic. Like that's what's going on right now. A lot of people are getting comfortable not minding any business. 
But it's and always this is what it's always yeah. I was about to say it's always the white motherfucker going <laughs> into the black motherfucker. Ain't yeah, never the right. black motherfucker. You know what I mean? Like overstepping their boundaries with these boys, like even with white people amongst our and neighborhood. Then, and then, and then we, we do the. Uh, it was all because Trump was in office, though, right? That's what niggas were saying though. No, it's, we got to get the racist president out of there. That's what's giving all these white people the balls. This is like, to blame they, it listen, on, listen, I got about I mean, seven could... articles here. We listen. The next one is the the the, the 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 guy that was in the army, the black guy that's in the army getting pulled over by the cops. You see mm -hmm. that one? Yeah. You saw that one, cause? You know, I seen They that didn't one. spray that man and everything. And the whole thing could have been. Could could have been de-escalated. De Again, same like, same. Because all he was doing was asking questions. You got hostile. I get it. I understand y'all cops. Like y'all don't have enough of like it's not enough of y'all out there, and y'all working bullshit ass shifts. I get it. <laughs> but you should not take your frustration out on nobody else. Uh, you know, uh, and I feel as though sometimes when they when they come to us, it's like, oh, this is an easy way to take out my frustration because he doesn't look like me. So he doesn't feel the same way I feel, and I won't run across him again, you know? And it's like, what did you really think that dude was doing? Because with that uniform on enough to just be like, oh, you disobeying order, disobeying. Like, like no, that's dude, the whole like, thing about the army is you're supposed to know how to obey an order. Right, but he's right, asking right. you a question, you know? And I see people like, oh, no, it's his fault for... Like no, no. What is you pulling me over for? Right, that's the right, first right. question that you ask, right. and that's the, like I got pulled over the other day, and luckily my kids were in the car. But that makes me nervous. You know what I'm saying? And you I don't know what type of time. And I only had tents on my car because I, I rule number one for me is I don't have a car with tents. I don't have a car with rims. I don't have a car with beats because I don't need that. In, I don't need that. I don't need that. Die. You know attention. You know what I'm saying? I don't even drive a fast car. I don't even drive a sport <laughs> car. I'm chilling. Right, you know, right, right. If I ever drive, like, my my car that I want to buy is is uh, a Rolls Royce. And that's going to be, but you ain't going to see me in it. You right. ain't going to see, like, I'm taking it out the state. Boom, gone. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? But um, as far as that goes, they should have de-escalated de the whole situation. Mm -hmm. You know, it was very simple. He was just asking you questions. Right. Like, he wasn't de diso like disobeying you. He was just asking you questions. The questions that should have, that, that you should have gave him a Easily response to. Easily able to be answered. The right. Yeah. Like, what is such a deal about a pullover? Yeah, I mean, or if you only pulling me over. Yeah. What the hell is your big deal, man? To get, like you said, to escalate enough to, ah, man, them people crazy. Yeah, man. see, like I said, it's like this shit, man. I don't even be wanting to talk about this shit. So if you know, of course, why why my man's George Floyd's trials, his killer's trials going on, then I, they got the audacity to clap another young boy. Like mm -hmm. she thought right. the taser. What she said, she thought the pistol the was the taser. Was a taser, and then they looked up the statistics of that, and pretty much everybody that that thought their pistol was a taser, they only shot anybody of my minority, any minority. That's the only time you don't know. That's the only time the they difference mistake between it. the pistol which, and the taser. Let me get that. You know, I'm not gonna say. I'm not gonna say you can't mistake it, but mm -mm. that's a 99.9 percent .9 chance that you should. And you was it's, holding it out and it's for ways a minute. That you gotta like you gotta turn the taser on. You know what I'm saying? You gotta aim it. It lights up. It's basically like a. Like that's you, like saying I thought a knife was a fucking Batman. Or, 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 or no, that's basically saying like I thought a knife was a um 
the thing off of Star Wars. A lightsaber. A lightsaber. Yeah. <laughs> like, no, uh, yeah, chop bull's yeah. arm off with a, with a with a lightsaber is totally different. Or right, well, like you said, what's, that that's what. Oh man, it, like you said, that taser because it, it's like it lights you know up. it. Yeah, you know how it light it is. Everything. everything. Like, it's not yellow. as heavy as a gun. So you know, so I'm not saying all police are bad, but it comes down to like if she's. 30, 25 years in the game. Like, what training are you teaching her? What are you teaching these people? Yeah, what are you teaching her? You know, because that's upsetting. It's just like, yo, she's been that long in the game, and and that's how she... I definitely ain't even think about it doing that, and that's the first time I heard that one. Like you said, the motherfucker, you've been in this game that long, you cop, and you're going to use this excuse. And and (laughs) you're a trainer, though. You train people. And that's like like me being in in real estate and not knowing anything about real estate for five years. Are you telling me I shouldn't know my contract back, front to back? Right, right. You know what I'm saying? Like, any updates on my contract, I have to know. Like, I got to know how to get somebody's money back right away. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But, like, uh, my fault. Go ahead. Go um, ahead. And more, like, that's crucial to know your contract back in front. Because, you know, that's professionalism. A cop, you're supposed to be professional. Like, it's scary when you don't think, like, when you're in trouble and you want to call the cops, but you don't want the cops to mistake you for the person that's, the, the person involved. Right. Like, and I'm not saying all cops are this way, but I had a situation where my house, my mom's house got robbed. Mm-hmm. Um, and my mom was out there, like, my mom was very open with me, and she, like, she, like, I was the oldest, so she treated me like the man in the house, even though I wasn't. Like, you know, mm-hmm. you know how that is. When, you, when you're the oldest and you're the only kid there, you get treated like the man in the house sometimes. Calling you. So, <laughs> the house got robbed, I came home, and I was like, okay, it had to be somebody that I possibly knew because they knew where to go. Right. And the cop came back and was like asking my mom questions. And she was like, is your son in any gangs? Or like basically questioning me like I was the one that. Like it's your fault. Like I was the one that did it. Set it up or anything Yeah. Like that. And I'm like that. And he was like, well, is your cut, you know, am I on drugs? Like he was asking things about me. And my mom's like, no, my son's not. Like my house got robbed. The door was open. You know, like, why don't you do, like, prints or anything? Like, right. do something. And he was like, no, I can't do anything because I feel like it's an internal affair. And that's deep. That's you know, and, and like, that, that, that brought me to a whole look on, like, policing. It's like, why don't you give me the benefit of the doubt because of the color of my skin? Like, you should definitely, like, give me the benefit of the doubt. Like, make me feel like I can trust to call you. And that's the whole thing with the whole thing about the disputes with the police when it comes to us as our community of the the uh, tension or the risk we got to feel as far as the situation, whatever it may be, a bumping into these people, escalating mm-hmm. before it de-escalates. And, yeah, I mean. and that's the thing about our community. We got to take our community back. Mm-hmm. Like we like mm-hmm. the people of our skin tone and our color should be the one policing our neighborhoods. Right, you know, right. that'll de-escalate a lot of situations right. because yeah. I would rather go, like, if I seen you and you're like, oh, I pulled you over here, you're like, yeah, Isaiah, you know me. I'm like, yeah, I know you. You're working hard, you know, you're good, you know. Mm-hmm. Hey, just slow down a little bit or whatever. You get the warning. Get the warning. Get you those, ain't coming with your pistol drawn. Like, I'm not coming because I seen him with dress. I'm like, nah, he got dress, so he must be in a gang. Right, like, he right, got a black, right. He got a black fitted on, like, oh, he must be from Oakland or whatever, mm-hmm. you know. Like, that's the stereotypes, and it's because they don't know. Mm-hmm. 
-hmm. You know, they don't know how to have these conversations. Like I said, my wife is Caucasian. So her parents, like after the George Floyd came to me, her parents actually like cried like in front of me because she did not know what it was out. Like she did not know. She was clueless. She's ignorant. You know what I'm saying? She she was like, she just just didn't know. Right. But when she came to me and it broke me down because it's like, now you're understanding like, it's not all like sugar plum and fairies out here for me. Mm-hmm. You know? It's hard to be it's a hard. black man out here. Because they all they think period. about is like, oh y'all ain't hanging in them trees and all that no more. The yeah. they just thinking like it ain't slavery. So and it's like even even after my the person that owns my company, my broker, my part, my business partner, mm-hmm. he he called me and was like, Hey Isaiah, like, is everything okay? Like I seen what happened, like like I don't think that he's he's basically like I know I'm not, but I want to make sure that you're okay. Is it like and he picked up why I took my face off my business card. Right. And he was like, so when you told me that, because he was like, hey, why you take your face off your business card? I said, yeah, it's no big deal. I just you know I just feel like very personal because I like it like this. Right. You know I said it's just a design thing, but then when he when when he actually seen that happen, he and he seen it, he was like. Oh, I know. Right, right. I right. know why you do the certain right. things that you do. Like I don't do door knocking. Right. You know, I won't knock on somebody random's door. And I said, it's not because I'm scared of it or anything like that. It's because the color of my skin. I feel as though when I approach somebody's house like that, they're going to second guess it. It's a different look. Yeah. Rather than somebody else, rather than my wife approaching their house, they're not going to second guess her. Like open. you said, especially if you ain't suit and tie at all. Even, up in that, that, even yeah. in that, I still feel a little iffy about approaching right, the house. Right, you know? right, right. And it and it's because like I know what the worst case scenario could be. Right. Like if they call the police, the police ain't gonna help me. They're not gonna talk to me. Right. They're gonna just that, assume that the escalation, worst. That escalation you part know? of it. We, they like so that's why I always have my ID on me. I have credentials on me, like anything, like my license I keep on me for like my real estate license, like so I can prove these things. Like if I'm ever in my car, that's why I don't have tents. So you can see that I'm in my car, like I'm not doing anything. Right. You know? Like I wanna be as presentable as possible, but it's just scary out there that you cannot actually call somebody and nobody gives you a benefit of the doubt. And when that happened, you see a lot of racist people come out you see who you you actually seeing who was against you and who was for you in that situation which was the best situation we could possibly have as a people because we actually realize that everybody is not batting for us mm-hmm. you know yeah. and everybody is not going to be on our side on certain situations but then when because i'm gonna lie my broker would have came at me a different way you know, or made it like negative. Like I probably wouldn't have been. With that. Right. I probably wouldn't have been with that company. Right. But since he came at me, but then I also see of his mannerisms on how he acts too. Right. Because I've been out with him a couple times, and somebody said something crazy, he checked them on the spot. Right. Which that's why I love. That's why I, like when when really like real, real one. Yeah, and me and, and me and real that's estate and in real estate when when other companies see you doing well, they call you. They be like, hey, do you want to switch? And I tell them, I said all the time, I was like, I'm not switching. Uh-huh. It's like, why? Well, I was like, I'm not. I was like, listen, I was like, the only time I'm leaving this company is if I make my own company, and that's it. Right, right. I said, I'm not going to leave them to join your company because you can provide me a better, like, it's, no. That's that undercut. Because you did not call, yeah, because yeah, yeah. you did not call, you did not call me when I was starting out. Right. Because when I started out and I did real estate, I did online courses, and halfway through my courses, 
like it's a six month course and I, I did it in like three months because I'm like I was up all night just punching that thing out you know mm-hmm. and I was like as long as I get the test I'm good like I'm a good test taker I'm oh fine. shit that's so, cool that's cool so I'm I'm thinking about it I'm like alright cool I'm gonna call them now and I was like listen I'm halfway through my test like through my courses I was like I want a chance I was calling like different companies okay and it was like well um we want to talk to you when you're done with your classes and we want to talk to you like that that was the same answer I got every company and I called about five of them. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna call you after I'm gonna, you know, call me after that da, da, da. I call my company now, Century Twenty One, I call them and, and they, they picked up the phone and it was like, Hey, da, da 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 um come on over, come see me and I was like, Okay, sounds good, I'll come you know, I'll come over and see you and um and I called them and I was like, Hey, I have my daughter and I was like, I don't think I could make it. Like it's not an excuse. I'm not trying to tell you I don't want to come. It's like bring your daughter. Right. You know what I'm saying? That showed me already that they're family. Right, you know. Right, right. So I was like, all right, I'm gonna go bring my daughter. Okay, cool. I sat with her. I sat with the director for a little bit. Um, her name was Leah. She was awesome. Like talked to me. Like you know, had a conversation with me and stuff like that. And it was it was amazing. Um, because I went to a couple companies that supposedly gave me a chance. One was late, and the other one sat sideways. So her shoulder was. To me, to me, and I feel as though, yeah, and I feel as though that's like, you're sitting above me, mm-hmm. you know, not with me. Mm-hmm. So that's why, I like, when I call a car, I was like, yo, what, what do you want me to wear? Because like, if this was a, a recorded, I wanted to not dress over you. I wanted to dress with you. You know what I'm saying? I'm not here to shine over you. I'm just here to chill with you. Right. But she, it felt like she was above me. But when I went there, they weren't above me. It was more like a, ge- a genuine conversation. It, they and the training was there. They was like, yeah, I'm going to train you. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this with you whenever you have a phone call. Pick up my phone calls at 12 at night if I call. Right. Like, that's amazing that's to me, you know? Yeah. And then the broker came, the, the the owner of the company came in and sat with me the same day. He was like, hey, I'm going to sit with you. And he, he was like, yo, he's like, I'm not going to tell you you can't get it done. But he told me, he's like, listen, one out of three realtors make it. And he says, the numbers are even slim after five years. Right. He says, so if you want to do this, just know you're one out of the three that is going to either make real estate or not. Right. So he said, it's up to you if you want to be one of that one out of that three. And, I, and that was like some of the real stuff. But the thing about it was they were on time. They were talking to me. They let my daughter come. They did not like give me no excuse why I could not come. All right. mm. And then when they sat with me, it was a relationship. So after that point, I know they did not see me for me just being of color or anything like that they didn't see me like that they basically see me as an individual as a person that can help their company grow and they did and they like love me for it and especially about the product like you said being up real letting you know how much work it's going to take yeah you know what i mean because he's sitting there telling you like everybody ain't gonna make it and i so tell much. and i tell and that and since then i tell people the same thing it's mm-hmm. not it's not for everybody do I want you to make it? Yes, I want you to make it. Like, is it money out there? Yes, it's money out there. It's, it's a lot of meat on the bone out there. You just right. gotta want to get it. You know, right. that's that's the biggest thing. And us, me being the color, I have to hustle a little bit differently to do it. You know, mm-hmm. I'm not saying my method. Like they was telling me, oh, do door knocking and, and this, and I was like, listen, I can't. I ain't doing that. Yeah, it's <laughs> like why not? I'm like, just you know, just don't worry about it. I can't. And then, like you, you know, said, it's crazy because those might be your million dollar. You know what I mean, yeah, I won't step foot in a million dollar right. area, but I will go to a conference or or like or one of those with with mm-hmm. like 
any time. I, I go to a country club and hang out. I don't care. Right. But I'm not stepping foot in a neighborhood gated community that I'm not in. Run up on had Sergeant Slaughter running up. Yeah, on yeah. Nah, I'm cool, man. And I'm gonna act just like the bull. I'm gonna be like, nah, man. I'm not. You know, because that's all I need is to hit you and you fall. Uh, I'm gonna be in jail for like ten years if I hit you. If I connect, mm-hmm. I'm cool. I so definitely like yo. He was a little aggressive, Steve Wilco. <laughs> <laughs> I said, yeah, "What is this WWE?" Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's treaties, let's get man. into the quick tip before we get up out of okay. here. Um, with the quick tip, is just something you could throw out for the listeners. You know, what I mean, something they can apply to their life. It don't gotta be as deep. It it could be about real estate, whatever. It ain't gotta be about real estate. Just something you can throw out to somebody. That okay, you know, I got about. two quick tips, real quick. Um, the first one, invest in yourself. Okay, that's don't. the biggest. That's the biggest thing that you could possibly do is invest in yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, take that personal time, invest in yourself. Um, second. Um, the second one is, okay, I said the first one was investing yourself. The second one, time, okay? Time is the most valuable asset that you have in the world. It's not money. It's definitely time. So your time mm-hmm. is valuable. So if you have somebody negative in your life wasting your time, you do not need to be spending time with them. True that. You know, spend time with people that is their, like your biggest supporters. That's the biggest thing. Like I spend time with people that that do not, tell me pretty i'm not saying yes people but people that do not tell me no that be like you can't do something or you can't do this like if you want to you know do something in this world you can do it you just got to find a way to do it and if you don't if it's not a job that fits that make a job that fits it you know time is your most important asset and a lot of people don't understand it so i don't let people like arguments and petty stuff like that i don't let that waste my time you know i walk away i keep it moving because once you start giving people your time, they just took something that you cannot get back. Uh-huh. Oh, that Jews right there. Mm-hmm. So, hey, hit them, at. Oh, man, my quick one going to go invest in yourself today, too, man. Shout out to uh, Jake Paul. And, uh, man, I'm ready with Jake Paul's <laughs> motherfucking ass. Yeah, let's get paid off them Jones, man. Don't get Nate Robinson, cuz. Hey, that's going to be man. my question. Nah, don't you see me? I got Robinson. Nah, my sweatsuit on like right Jake. now, like man. You jo- you Listen, training, I'm training, man. That nigga ain't took no punch in that joint yet, man. That nigga <laughs> nah, getting paid nah, in one you know minute. Something? You know, man, I was very upset with that because I bet on the other dude. I was like, I bet on him because oh, I don't want Jake Paul to win. Jake I knew Jake but was going to win. But I knew he was going to win. Yeah. Think about it, I'm like, bro, you're not fighting no fighters. Not at all. You fought an MMA fighter that didn't fight for a long time. I'm ready to get me a paycheck, cuz. I'm on. Now that's my quick tip, man. Get Jake. We trying to get in like, Zoom Jake Paul or something. Cause we go, I'm about to whip <laughs> Jake Paul uh, ass. Cause that boy can't yeah, even we, fight. He out there getting knocked out. He was cause. out there with his elite. We might have to, man. We fuck you around. You know how much that nigga made off of three of them? We fuck around have to jump Jake Paul. Man, you know how much money that nigga made off of three of them? Cause he three of right now. You know how much money that nigga that made off of three of them? And they, you know how many rounds he done went? Three rounds. <laughs> <laughs> I'm ready to whip that white boy ass, girl. Nah, I'm about to take one for Steve I'm ready to take one for Steve Wilco and the man. Book Jake Paul puts in time, though. Yeah, you got to train. He trains. Train. Like, he put, put in that time. work in. Like, I'm not, I'm not going to discredit him because he's putting in that work. Yeah, he putting that but work in. he's fighting nobody. He's fighting bums, he man. He's fighting nobody, bro. I'm ready like, to get I'm, Listen, I'm not no boxer. No, no, no boxer. <laughs> I'm not no boxer, but I could have knocked the ball out, but he knocked out. 
I may at least Don King something around no, here. I'm I telling you, I'm going to fuck it. Like, like, see, I ain't seen the last one. If I seen the ball, if I seen the ball. That's the day. Oh, it was like, last night. Yeah. If I seen the ball running like to me like this. Yeah. Listen, he was running to him like this. Yeah. Like, trying to hit him like this. If I seen, bro, an uppercut and a right hook, a right overhand hook, you would have took him out. Hell yeah. Oh, shit. Because Jay Paul might have threw like three punches again. Punches. Or like, he get paid off for these niggas. But the thing about it, the bull wasn't a fighter. Mm-mm. He wasn't a fighter. It was a nigga? Nah. Nah, I was one of these old man. MMA motherfuckers. He wasn't, he wasn't a fighter. Like Nate Robinson is not, not a, a fighter. fighter. Yeah, he just like if you were saying, ass, yo, I'm going to play him in basketball, I'd be like, all right. All right. You know, Nate Robinson got a chance. Because like, I know I got more rounds than these niggas he fighting. Because I fucked Jake Paul up with this shit he out there putting on with these niggas. Cares? Let me get in the drain with Jake Paul. I'll Yo. fuck you up, Jake Paul. That's my quick tip for the day, man. My quick tip. I'll fuck him up. Nick Robinson out here. Talk fucking with Jake Paul. <laughs> I told you, man. I'm ready to get Steve Wilco ass, too, man. Steve Wilco can get it. Go find him, man. Yeah, he can get, he can get it, too, good. Yeah. Yeah. That nigga wasn't going go. outside, though. He hey, did. Look, all that bullying and shit man. done for him. He, yeah. he, he learned his lesson. Them yeah, niggas, them, that was outside. dope. Them niggas went the down there. It, the thing about it, if you really wanted to find out where Bull lived, you just had to find his name and then just call your realtor. Where was that? At an Alabama like, or some shit? Yeah, but you can... But, like, when you buy a yeah, house... He said, need a plug. He's been telling us that scoop how you do this thing. But when you... When you, like, have somebody that lives in your neighborhood or whatever, mm-hmm. all you have to do is just, like, when they purchase a house, their, their knowledge is public record. So, if you Definitely look up there, like, if you really wanted to know, you can find out. It's so deep, like you said, you can find out how much water they running in their motherfucking crib and shit you see like what I'm that. Like, but... It's one of those things that you didn't try. You didn't even ask him any questions. Like you went out there drunk, first mistake. Mm-hmm. You know because, and then you talked. You talked to the right one because he was not going to touch you. Yeah. Like <laughs> yeah. anybody else, if you got somebody yeah. that was real, Definitely. he would have put them hands on you because you was drunk. And you yeah. was drunk, you was going to lose. I would have had to take that ass whooping. If, I, if that's what it would have came down, I don't, play, I don't play that shit with them white motherfuckers. <laughs> I, let, I let some niggas slide on some shit with them white you. We ain't gonna play that game. Yeah, he was shit. looking like he was about to see you. He was about to try to treat you. But, but, but then, you see, you see, that came to the light, and that's somebody that's teaching our marine, uh, yeah, marine okay. our officers. This is what be going down in them jails, though. That people don't be digging. There might be about five of them niggas on you, cause. About all they about to restrain you or some nut shit, and they do it on the little nigga like that too, and they ball him up, put him in a chair, yeah. all that shit. Cause that should be mean. Yeah. But don't forget, listeners, subscribe whatever platform you listening on. Subscribe, the share when y'all see them thorns on the social media joints. Thank y'all for listening. Again, this is motherfucking Ice Pick. We got Isaiah, the realtor. See y'all later. Thanks for having me, guys. I really appreciate it. Um, thanks for listening. And like I said, if y'all have any questions about real estate, even investing, I don't know too much, but I know a lot. Um, feel free to give like hit my line or email me at Isaiah the Realtor at gmail.com or you can hit me um text message through 717-319-9635. So, any way to get in contact with me, get in contact with me. Also, you can go to my Facebook page, which is Isaiah the Realtor, and you can message me on there, too. I I respond within 24 hours, so your, your response is not going to get unanswered. So, any questions that you may have, just, re, just hit my line.
No doubt. And nigga, I did get my quick tip. My quick tip was don't get Nate Robinson. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> That's definitely a good one. I'll take that. That definitely a quick tip. But we up out of here. Peace. Mm-hmm. <laughs>